The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other 97.3. No need to change. Keep it tuned to city. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 7.3 Clap your hands everybody, come on
29 minutes past 6, 97.3 CTFM. Faithful, faithful is our God. I'm reaping the harvest. God promised me, taking back what the devil stole from me. And I rejoice today. I shall recover it all. Hezekiah Walker on Monday the 29th. Welcome to your favorite radio show in the morning on CTFM. We are so excited to be with you on the program. We're starting off with the business sense brought to you by ADB, the People's Bank. Enjoy longer tenors of up to six years. An offer open to non-customers as well. Call 0302-210-210 or 0302-224-043. ADB is offering a variety of personal loans, including top-up loans at significantly reduced interest rates. If you need a personal loan, talk to us. All right, now this this morning's business is very simple. It's an acronym I saw somewhere for the word team. Team, T-E-A-M. And the person said... T means together, E means everyone, A is achieves, and then M is more. So one definition of a team is together, everybody achieves more. And I like that. So a team is not working individually, it's working together. So one of the ways of knowing whether you are a team is, are you working together? And that means everybody has a role. And together we all achieve, and it's more. That means team makes your performance incremental so you could do one it says one shall chase a thousand but two shall chase ten thousand so there's an exponential effect of working as a team so that's how to look at your team that's how to conceptualize a team and that's how you mark the performance of a team that was business says brought to you by adb we're jumping into the newspaper headlines right after this this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. You gotta be cool. You gotta be calm. You gotta stay together. All I know, all I know, love will save the day. Said, reading the books your father read, trying to solve the puzzles in your own sweet time. Some may have more cash than you, others take a different view. My, oh my, yeah, yeah. you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser, you gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger. You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm, you gotta stay together 
So it's 6.34 and we're jumping straight into the newspaper headlines brought to you by Total Energy's Marketing PLC. A poorly maintained car engine can age faster. That's why we offer the specially formulated quartz engine oil with age resistance technology. A breakthrough innovation that ensures optimal performance for your engine and improves protection against mechanical wear by up to 60, in fact, up to 74%. Choose quartz from Total Energy's. All right, uh, I want to say good morning to Richard Sky. Good morning, my brother. And I want to say good morning to Nathan Kwao. Hello. How are you guys doing? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, we're good. <laughs> you, had good. You had a good weekend? Yeah, well, you know, you know the way the whole thing Saturday, was Saturday was hectic, but I mm. went to a very interesting event at Academic City. Okay. They're talking about menstrual health. Oh, somebody yeah. yesterday was yeah. mel- you know mel- the funny thing I, I also know somebody at Legon Grasa who was talking about menstrual health and how they are going to support yeah. I'm told it's becoming very expensive oh yeah, yeah. it I mean, is in terms yeah. of the, the taxes on the, you know yeah. and for me it was very enlightening just hearing yeah the things that are being done and what companies are doing on the quiet, like big companies, small companies, just yeah. trying to help yeah. girls get access to, to parts and, and A stuff. lot of people don't know that lack of access to menstrual health can affect education. Oh, yes. It actually, yes. So a lot of people. It's a major issue. Yeah. And now, if there's, a, there's a, a breakdown of taxes mm-hmm. on menstrual hygiene products. Guy, let me just go through. It will shock you. So there's a 20% import duty on sanitary part, mm-hmm. a 0.5% ECOWAS levy on the same, mm-hmm. 15% network charge, 2.5% NHIL, mm-hmm. 1% IRS tax deposit, 0.75% exim levy, mm. all on the same thing. Oh, then yeah. there's 2.5% network get fund. Mm. <laughs> it's not finished though. There's 15% import VAT. Oh, then 0.4% processing fee, mm. 2.5% network NHIL, mm. then 2% wow. special import levy. Mm. Then you add another 25 get fund import levy. Oh. Then to make matters worse, you add inspection fee 1%. Oh, and word. then what the last <laughs> one last the, is the 1% COVID health. Oh! Oh! Yeah, so, so there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, yeah. 9, 10, 11, so, 12, so. 13, 14. Now, when you finish, then you add something small. A, you levy. <laughs> 0.2. Yeah. Mm. So, 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 a large part of my Saturday was, was spent at that function. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I had, yeah. like, some SHS students, females. It, it, it was really no, I, 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 so this morning, I, have, I have a question uh-huh. for the parliament and the ministry of finance mm-hmm. and the GRE. Mm-hmm. The question is why? Why? You can tax, you can you can even say you should tax news glasses, newspaper uh, review. Whatever. You can tax newspaper <laughs> review. But but it it oh. No, no, no. I, 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 I ah. support the call for it. Ah. Nothing. All these levies must, must ah. I think if we really want to support Charlie, female empowerment in these two And you know, I think it must be given free. Yeah. If there was, in fact, if there was going to be something free, you know, the free shoe, you those, know, should be you know, free. No, you, you know, I think under when President Mahama was in power, there was a time when they were distributing yes. sanitary yeah. pads. And I'll tell you something. Yesterday, I went to my former school to do, I went to speak at the former school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we are not able to meet in the assembly hall. So, the evening yeah, service was Charlie, outside. It was outside. And there were 5,000 students. Wow. So, imagine a girl's school with 5,000 students. Yeah. With the same number of houses mm-hmm. they had when you were there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And girls don't have mental. Charlie means that the bathrooms, bathrooms need to be Charlie. fitted again to no, take no, into consideration. No, this this, this tax matter, they, they, they have to do something. It has, they, they, they should repeal ah, it entirely. Charlie, there are 14 taxes. Who? Yeah, that's right. All the taxes should be repealed. Anyway, start with the finder for me. What are they saying? The finder says this morning, Elmina gets 
85 million euros fishing harbor. Wow. President Akufuado recalled how John Mahama said the project will never materialize. So they are putting a slant in there. Mm -hmm. Also, GRS slashed 12.5 percent upfront payment on recalcitrant importers. Mm -hmm. Kwame PNM kicks against review of free senior high school. Mm -hmm. And going to IMF was a painful decision for me, Nanado Danko Kufuado, the president. Mm -hmm. Okay. Talking. Yes, the Daily Graphic says, like mm -hmm. COVID, we will succeed. President rallies nation for economic revival. Mm. Non-VAT -regist non registered importers to pay 12.5% upfront. Charlie, mm. more money. <laughs> CJ nominee says, power of contempt necessary for justice delivery. Mm. Virtual InfoSec builds BOG cybersecurity center. And the graphic says, its cover price is going up. Hey. To five oh, CD. says because of increase in production. So how costs. much is it going to cost now? It's five four it's four CDs now, it will be five CDs from June one. But it's cheaper than the meat pie we buy in the morning. <laughs> Graphic is five CDs. Yes. Some meat pie like it's twenty nine CDs. <laughs> Charlie, what kind of is that? Charlie, one meat pie Charlie, one meat pie. Eh? 29 Can you imagine? The new publisher says this morning, laptops to replace textbooks in senior high schools. Distribution starts this year. The Vice President of the Republic made this announcement um, a couple of days ago. Also, Ajinasari explains his Nogoku is demonic headquarters saga. And parents beg for 500 sacked KTI students. There's another story here that is um, saying that businessman in trouble for burying dad in car. I see. The Daily Guide says, Mahama, Nana, Komiya, tassel over ex-Croatia. Nana opens 84 million euro Elmina fishing harbor. Boachi mm. Ejaku, hope of Ghanaians. That's what the Daily Guide is saying. And 13 kilograms of weed intercepted at KIA. Plus, appeals court halts lawyer suspension. The Ghanaian Observer says, Akufuado commissions 84 million euro Elmina harbor. MPP Ejusu constituency hail John Kuma and Boss MD receives exemplary brand leadership award. This, this, yeah, story still, this the one story the CEO's pledge day awards is still need a circulation. Yeah. Mr. Province, are you a big man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big man. Yeah. Anyway, is it Edwin Province? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. The, uh, the Republic Press says, I have ceased and desisted. <laughs> and battled Blay washes hands of petrol. Season this is yes. Like What's his hands of petrol essay deal? Mm. He's done a Pontius pilot. As an asari runs from Nogoko Jibe, mm -hmm. twelve point six seven kg of cannabis busted at Kotoka. Bequi, there's Bequi Bequi in the system. In the system. Anyway, <laughs> other stories quickly. In Ashanti region, people's forced to stay home as hoodlums turn a Besuwa primary school into toilet site. Oh, NPP MP drags Baumia's father as battle over pops up. Hey. And uh, foreigners and Ghanaian counterparts illegally mining with deadly cyanide. That's according to the Wasa Amenfi MCE. Let me take you to the Inquisitor and to the Ketu South constituency of the Vulture region. Tidal waves. Again? Uh, Ketu South in fresh panic. Yes, that's what's happening in the Volta region as phase two of sea defense project is ignored. Something must happen uh, to this project. It must be revived. 
And another story says, Chaos in Christian Divine Church. Some other stories on the front page, including the story about Hadia for real and Chairman Blade. Okay, the Herald says, Energy Ministry flags Acres' $1.7 billion FPSO mm. bill after purchasing vessel for $35 million. Mm. MPP backs 200,000 cities in nomination form sale to Baumia and others. Mm -hmm. A Japan, Chiamatin, and Gate yet to pick. Mm. Deputy Minister hijacks PURC's Operation money meant for interest groups. Let me okay. take you to the new crusading guide. IMF deal will restore confidence and bring Ghana back on track, according to our president. Former president, uh, former NPP MP advises Baumia to stay away from flag bearership race. Oh, why? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> former what? Former NPP MP advises Baumia to yes. stay away. Yeah, he says you, you wash his hands off like Pontius Pilate. <laughs> 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 now, Dr. Chemanting launches campaign to contest a Sikuma or Dobin Brakwa seat for MPP. All right. Mm. All right. The anchor says crunch meetings at Nogopo over mm. Archbishop Ajinasari. Mm. Missing Akachi Okada rider murdered. Mm. Suspected bones skull retrieved, but residents cast doubt. Right. Zoom Lion observes AU Day with traditional wear. An actor, Yao Dabo, mistaken for child, served crayons and kids meal on flight. The, the guy who missed the penalty for the, you know, Coventry played against yeah. Luton. It's called, yeah. It's called Dabo. Dabo yeah. So Yao Dabo has to issue. <laughs> anyway, finally from and the anchor. That is not really. Sorry. Finally on the anchor. Coming up, Jubilee House Boy in Recruitment Scam. Oh, Charlie. And let me take you finally to the BNFT. The big story says VOG Act review will ensure clarity according to the governor. Mm -hmm. Also, rate of credit to private sector moderates um, amid tight moderates amid mm -hmm. tight monetary policy and economic uh, slowdown. And there's something here again about GRA. Uh, they are triggering upfront VAT compliance strategy as policy maximizes let me give revenue. you some uh, education stories on citynewsroom.com free SHS we want our money not empty promises mm -hmm. this is from the national food okay. supplies now Nagrat is also skeptical about government promise to replace textbooks with laptops in SHS's now Jusak says we are not calling off our strike until government meets our demands president on IMF Running to IMF bailout was painful decision, according to the president. He also says IMF deal won't bring immediate end to Ghana's economic woes. So the president speaking there. Other stories and uh, fish export Ghana end two fifty four million dollars in twenty twelve. Uh, sorry, twenty twenty two. And then PRC justifies increase in tariffs. A few more stories from other websites. My join online, I'll pick two stories from there. Peter Namfri's name will be written in gold in Ghana's history. Akufadu Elijah Elijah is former IGP. One dead, six injured in both disaster in uh, Bono region. And then the story about uh, IMF bailout who immediately end Ghana's difficulties, the president speaking as well. I have a very interesting story mm -hmm. on the BBC. They said, Africa Live, Russia's Lavrov arrives in Kenya unannounced. Sergey Lavrov. Lavrov. Then a couple of stories on the African continent. So Nigeria's president, Bola Tinubu, will be sworn in, uh, I think it's today. Mm -hmm. to begin his uh, presidency mm -hmm. now this is a story that will concern all of us an entire village burned down by marauding the four militias oh, this is western sudan yeah. and then no one else should have to use racks for sanitary pads this story is coming up yeah. Yeah. as well there's an interesting story in the uk's daily telegraph where the prime minister says 
if they cap food prices, it may lead to food shortages. Hmm. So there's a big conversation about the cost of food items and yeah. there's pressure on the retailers to mm-hmm. uh, have some price ceilings. Mm-hmm. The Prime Minister says this is not going to work. It may lead to food shortages. I didn't know that this food discussion was not just exclusive to Ghana. Oh, no, that's what food has been a major issue mm-hmm. over the past couple of days. Yeah, years. so he's saying that he doesn't think <coughs> asking people, asking the retail shops to uh, cap food prices will help. We can discuss that later on. All right, give me a summary of the president's comments, Nathan. Okay, well, the Daily Graphic looks at uh, the president's rallying of uh, the nation, mm-hmm. the economic revival, mm. and he has stated that, sorry, just as the sacrifices and support of guidance during COVID led to its successful management, a similar attitude mm-hmm. back in the country will help it overcome the current economic challenges. Mm. Now, he said that $3 billion that had been negotiated with the IMF was to be received over the next 36 months. And out of that, the first tranche of $600 million had already hit the country's account. Mm. And that would lead to the restoration of confidence yeah. and the reopening of avenues that had been closed for the past one and a half I think years. the most important thing he said was that the IMF deal will not bring immediate yes. respite. I yes. think that's a yes. big admission. Yes. And he, yeah. That yeah, story is in all the papers. Yes, yeah. he made it clear that access to the IMF facility would not mark mm. the end of the current difficulties. But the deal sent a positive message to trading yeah. partners, creditors, and investors. In fact, that story is being captured even on Bloomberg News this morning, where they say Ghana's president is confident that the IMF deal will eventually get the country to where it ought to get. Mm-hmm. But let's stay in the economy <coughs> and read a few more stories, yeah, Kai. Because there's a story on page nine mm. um, of the Ghanaian uh, the Finder, uh, which says that GRE slaps 12.5% upfront payment oh. on recalcitrant importers. Oh. And the story uh, says that importers of taxable goods oh, who child. are not registered for tax fees up upfront payment of uh, 12.5% mm-hmm. of the custom value of the taxable goods as penalty. Mm. It is a sanction imposed on importers of taxable goods mm-hmm. who are required to register for value-added tax mm-hmm. but have failed to register. Mm. Now, the unregistered importers of goods become liable when they import taxable goods with a custom value of 200,000 Ghana cities hmm. and above per consignment. Okay. Now, the Commissioner General of the uh, GRA, uh, Reverend Dr. Amisha Dai, who announced this, said the uh, sanction takes effect from the 6th of June. 2000. Meanwhile, Fabak, Fe- <coughs> Federation of uh, Food and Beverage Association of Ghana is impressing on government to direct the PURC not to roll out the recent announcement in tariffs. Mm-hmm. That's on City Business News. Now, let me do two education stories. Free SHS, we want our money, not empty promises. Food mm-hmm. suppliers, the National Food Suppliers Association says its members won't back down on their decision to pick it at the premise of the National Food Buffer Stock Company if their two years outstanding arrears are not paid. Mm-hmm. This comes after they met Minister of Education over their demands, of which NAFCO has indicated that plans are underway to get finance ministry to release funds to pay them. Spokesperson for the association, Kweku Amedume, told City News they would not be moved by empty promises. He says the respective agencies responsible for payment of the arrears should be uh, have been giving them empty promises so mm-hmm. much that they can no longer put up with said promises. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they've decided to pick it. They issued a 14-day ultimatum to the Buffer Stock Company on May 25, mm-hmm. and they said that they will pick it at the Buffer Stock Company until they are paid. 
So that's on education. Okay, let me plug into that because there's a story on page 11. Uh, Nathan was just talking about sanitary pass. Mm -hmm. Scrap taxes, import duties on sanitary pass, mm -hmm. according to some CSOs. Mm -hmm. Now, the Ghana Civil Society Organization platform on uh, sustainable development goals has appealed to the government to scrap the import tax on sanitary pads mm. and reclassify the product as essential social goods. Now, mm -hmm. this, the platform says, will help make sanitary products affordable to all women and girls and then it goes on to detail some of the uh, specific details you provided on the page. okay if you go to page six of the daily guide talking about what should be permitted and not mm -hmm. well what is not permitted is weed oh, <laughs> and weed. the narcotics control commission mm -hmm. has made a significant bust every day seizing a total of 12.67 kg of cannabis worth $127,000 at the KIA cargo terminal. Mm -hmm. Now, the 54 slabs of compressed dried leaves mm. were hidden in wooden artifacts and were destined for the UK. Look at that. <laughs> <Next day. laughs> NACOC said its officers detected the illicit drugs during their routine duties at the airport cargo terminal. Oh. A few tests confirmed that the substances were indeed cannabis. Mm -hmm. The commission has taken custody of the seized consignment while investigations continue to apprehend the perpetrators. Let's go on the judiciary. We are not calling off our strike until government makes our demand. This is Jusak, citynewsroom.com. The Judicial Service Staff Association says their strike continues mm -hmm. today, Monday the 29th, unabated, despite calls to suspend the industrial action. According to the group, all efforts to get government to approve the new salary structure have fallen on deaf ears. Mm -hmm. Speaking of City News, Abdullah Yakubu said the association is hoping to make headway as regards their demands. Now, stay with judiciary. A mm -hmm. couple of attributions to the incoming CJ. Yep. She says, for example, that the, um, the, the, the rules of contempt to protect the sanctity of our courts. Mm -hmm. She made some comments about the dual citizenship issue as well. Mm -hmm. And I think for those who are students of the law, they should watch the proceedings. I think it was a really informative yep. educative mm -hmm. uh, program mm -hmm. that cctv carried live on mm -hmm. friday so you can go on youtube and just help yourself to the whole video mm -hmm. and i also like the good natured tone of the questions yeah. the mps were firm but friendly mm -hmm. and she was also very relaxed and confident mm -hmm. so i think mm -hmm. all in all it was a good exercise exactly in the way to interpret the law mm -hmm. all right sorry. just quickly to mention that if you go to page nine of the a new crusading guide is a story there uh, attributed to the incoming chief justice if mm -hmm. she's approved mm -hmm. uh, she become chief justice saying that just like strike matters under control mm -hmm. and courts will open soon and you know mm -hmm. that there are negotiations expected yes to happen later yes but let me take you to the new publisher because mm -hmm. there's a story about education mm -hmm. we are told that laptops will oh. replace textbooks mm -hmm. in senior high That's what i think dr baumia said that exactly and then nagrat is saying that they don't think it will happen yet <laughs> angel what's your problem <laughs> you know we tried this before not yeah. exactly with textbooks under mahama let's and listen to the, let's listen to the it. promise and i'll yeah. give you the response aha uh -huh. the story <clears throat> on page two says um the government has announced that mm -hmm. all senior high school students currently in their first and second years are mm -hmm. uh, to benefit from a free laptop embedded with the required textbooks in soft copies mm -hmm. and the nationwide distribution starts this year now by this new policy the laptops will replace the hard copy textbooks now they do not only contain soft copies of the textbooks but also contain PACS examination questions and lesson notes. Now, the Vice President of the Republic, Dr. Mahamudu Baumia, mm. made this known over the weekend in his uh, address at the 60th anniversary celebrations of the Hohwe EP Senior High School wow. in the Volta region. Now, the President of Nagrat in Jokabanu has welcomed news by government to face out textbooks to laptops in SHSs 
across the country, albeit with some skepticism. Speaking at the event in the Volta region, Vice President indicated that, as you just said, mm. now reacting to this, Angel Kabanu, who is the President of Nagrat, said ICT is the way forward for the country, but stressed the challenge the government will encounter in attempts to fulfill the promise mm. and for the use of IT to supplement teaching and learning activities. And I know very well that if we want to break the glass ceiling that opens the door for the future, we have to take this very seriously. But there is a big but there. Mm-hmm. I can foresee some challenges if the government being able to supply laptops to every school. Mm-hmm. However, we still keep up alive. We don't have a choice. Now that's angel. Now I wanted to talk to you about food prices. Okay. But if there's any, if there isn't any more local story, now I'll, I'll go there. Okay, please do. The British Prime Minister has been warned. Uh, before you actually do, let me mention this quickly. The uh, the, the situation in the Ketu South. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, let me have that. Yes. Uh, you know, for some reason, the government is not paying attention to the problems of um, the people of the uh, Ketu South. What is happening? Areas there? affected, and we're told that the tidal waves are coming back. The story is in the Inquisitor, and it says Ketu South in fresh panic. Now the current weather pattern has invoked serious and fresh uh, panic among uh, residents of the coastal areas at Ketu South in the Volta region because of tidal waves. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there are clear indications that the area will witness the deadly tidal waves as there are thunderstorms and rains in the area. Shockingly, the government has over the years paid lift service the to the completion of the second <laughs> phase of the Blakusu sea defense project now officials over the years have made sugar-coated promises to the people of oh. the area to complete a project that would help sugar in preventing coated. the waste like the second week old. yeah i thought right. this thing came up last week yeah yeah, yeah that's right yeah, i mean so you know every year we continue to see our homes battered by the tidal waves you know under the rollings administration we did the even project, last year it happened. Project. Yes, last so two years it happened. something must happen because i mean that's strip of anyway while you're talking about something has yes. happened there was a big story a harbor mm-hmm. has been built in elmina El yeah and i actually saw a post on facebook by somebody from keta saying they also want a harbor. yeah that's right now the signboard is there but so, nothing is happening so the elmina the, the elmina story is on one of the front pages yeah that's right you can it's, just give uh, the highlight uh, on the front page of the Ghanaian yes. Observer. It's so 83 it's, it's, million yes. euros. What are the highlights of that? Okay, so basically, let me take you to page nine of the paper, which has the details of mm-hmm. of, of that story. So yeah. uh, it says President Anadudan Kwekufuado on Friday commissioned the 85 million Elmina uh, Euro Elmina fishing port rehabilitation expansion project mm-hmm. in the historic city of Elmina in the Komenda Edina Egwafo Birim uh, municipality of the Central Region. Now the mm-hmm. construction of the biggest fishing harbour in the region, which was completed in uh, 30 months wow. as a docking space and deep marine access Super. to ensure the durability and sustainability we should pay the, the place harbor. a visit yeah we should go and the project yeah, yeah that's right but, but i hope they'll still do the the regatta oh as for that you one there they would do it they would yeah, do you yeah, also have yeah, the water be uh-huh, yeah it'd be, it'd be nice but you know when they do olympic games mm-hmm. and they are doing like oxford versus cambridge and they are rowing yes how come we can't win that we because those sports Olympic we can't win no, <laughs> no but you know, because the football and boxing we are not winning but yeah. they both they but the point is are they taking our people uh, is that not, is that not I'm sure they take just the Accra people Check. not you know what we don't row here what, we, what do we do but usually we use paddles and things oh no, no we do row no that, this one uh, uh, the one they do like this ah. ow ow ako ako you know the fresh water rowing the fresh water why but, but we can pick we pick three people from uh, uh k2 south yes. jamestown and then yeah, we'll have to send them abroad to, to train them, them we can train them here no it will not be possible why not? the levels that sport has reached 
training here. Have you seen the muscles of the guys at Jamestown? The ones who are in the water, they're not muscular. Come on, the muscles have been backbone. I'm have a last time. This is the same breakfast show. Now, the British Prime Minister wants to place price caps on food. Ministers and supermarkets have told him that this thing is 1970 to not work. Now, Rishi Sunak has been warned that his plan for a 1970-style price cap will lead to food shortage amid a backlash from cabinet ministers and supermarkets. Now, the UK government is planning to ask retailers to agree to maximum prices for some basic goods such as bread and milk in an effort to lower food price and tackle inflation. But the proposal has been condemned by the major supermarkets and has angered at least two cabinet ministers mm-hmm. who said it would involve too much interference in the markets and could lead to shortages as, as suppliers take their goods abroad. So if UK is talking about interference in market, the government mm-hmm. is contemplating asking supermarkets to place a price cap on food. Maybe we should think about that too here. Well, because that 29 city meat pie, it's not yeah, fair. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> we have to talk about it's, it. It's this not morning. fair, Scott. How much do this is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. City Business News coming up shortly brought to you by Goyle. So the question is, what do you do when you run out of fuel in your vehicle? Do you just stop up anywhere? Please don't do that. Let's introduce you to the Good Energy family where you can get our Super XP and Diesel XP for the best quality fuels at high grade with only the same price. The Gold Diesel XP is low in sulfur, making it an eco-friendly option for your vehicle. And the Super XP on 95 is a high-grade fuel sold at the same price as normal fuel. So next time you have to fill, choose any of our 440 stations across the nation. Goyle Good Energy. News is also brought to us by MTN. Nashika is here with the news. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, President Kufado believes that Ghana's deal with the International Monetary Fund IMF will boost investor confidence. Also, Food and Beverages Association of Ghana calls on government to direct the Public Utilities and Regulatory Commission, PURC, to rescind decision to implement new tariff increment. The details now. President Ekufado is optimistic that Ghana's deal with the International Monetary Fund IMF heralds a new era of investor confidence. He contends that the fund's three billion U.S. dollar extended loan facility opens the door to negotiations with the country's creditors, allowing access to foreign financial markets. In the face of a number of economic challenges, including high inflation, a depreciation currency, and a widening fiscal deficit, President Ekufado is courting the support of Ghanaians and the business community to ensure that the country achieves the economic stability required under its three-year IMF program has been speaking in an address last night. But the fact that we've been able to negotiate such a deal sends a positive message to our trading partners, creditors and investors, a positive message that will be underpinned by the discipline, hard work and enterprise with which we execute the program. It should lead to the restoration of confidence and the reopening of avenues that have been closed to us this past year and a half. It should also lead to the resumption of many of the infrastructural projects that have stalled. Fellow Ghanaians, we got ourselves out of a pandemic in which there were no precedents 
on which to reply, and where even the experts admitted they had no clear-cut solution. We did it by being resolute, being focused, and working very hard, and by accepting that we had to stick together. With a similar frame of mind and attitude, we shall overcome the economic difficulties as well, sooner rather than later. I have no doubt at all in my mind that we are on the right path, and we will soon start to see significant improvements in the economy and in the living standards of Ghana. The government still wants to raise more revenue through the COVID-19 health recovery levy despite the end of the pandemic in the country. This may come as a disappointment to both consumers and the business community who have been pushing for the removal of the tax, which they say is contributing to the rising cost of products and services. While describing the 1% fee on the value of taxable supplies as unpopular, President Ikufado emphasized that the government will continue to charge the levy to bridge the fiscal gaps generally by the pandemic while addressing other expenditure challenges. Let me make it clear that COVID expenditures, essentially unplanned, have been subject at my instigation to audit by the Auditor General and are going through parliamentary processes. We all deserve to be reassured that the crisis was not used as a cover for corrupt practices. The COVID Health Recovery Library that was introduced to help fill some of the expenditure holes might not be the most popular tax, but I entreat all of you to bear with us. That was President Ikufuadu speaking there. Now, an economist, Professor John Gachi, says the government's only motivation for seeking the IMF bailout was to enable it to regain access to the global debt market to engage in yet more borrowing. The country recently received the first tranche of $600 million from the IMF as part of the $3 billion credit facility. Professor John Gachi said the agency with which the government is rushing to the credit market is evidence the government secured the IMF loan to return to the capital market to continue borrowing. What the finance minister did was to calm down people when the minister in the presidency in charge of finance, Amin Anta, made the same statement that the president made. So people begin to make comments adverse to the expectation of the government. But it seems to me that the real intention known to the government is to quickly go back to the international debt market. So I believe that the real intention of the government is to quickly do things and go back to the international debt market. So at this point, I don't believe that what the president is saying is just a slip of tongue. Uh, It is something that is the real intention of the IMF program. And that is very, very unfortunate because if you look at the objective of the IMF program, uh, we have to achieve macro-fiscal target, ensure debt sustainability, and we need to provide space for growth. And when all these things are done with time, they will be attractive to the credit rating agencies, and the credit rating agencies may give us better ratings, and that better rating may pave the way for us to goes into the international capital market. So it is not supposed to be the earliest possible consideration.
Professor John Gachi is an economist. Moving on, the Ghana Association of Banks is confident the banking industry will experience further recovery in the second and third quarters of this year. Recent data from the Bank of Ghana shows that in the first four months of 2023, the sector witnessed positive growth with its return on assets increasing from 4.7% to 5.5%. This comes after the audited financial statement for 2022 brought to light substantial losses in by the banks. These losses primarily stemmed from mark-to-market valuation losses on government bonds, which were a consequence of implementing the domestic debt exchange program. Additionally, the banks faced increased impairment on loans and rising operation costs, contributing to further to their financial setbacks. In an interview with City Business News, John Iwa indicated that a positive economic indicator in recent times will enhance market confidence. Banks are gradually recovering from the financial results that we saw in 2022. We are very hopeful that um, 2023 is going to be a good year for the economy. We all have heard and are witnesses to the IMF program having been approved and even the first tranche um, having come in. Um, our expectation is that that should bring about market confidence and trust in the financial system should, should improve and that should lead to much more recovery within the financial services um, arena. Um, we envisage businesses to also take advantage of the positive um, news and um, the potential that, that calls for uh, particularly um, the business community with the variables moving in the right, uh, the right direction um, for us all to take advantage of the, the, the that effect to propel the economy forward as banks will continue to uh, look for projects that will help prepare the economy forward so long as those projects are bankable. As we know, the environment is quite shaky, so I'm sure banks are a bit um, 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 careful. That was Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Association of Banks, John Ewa. Moving on, the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana is in person on the government to direct the Public Utilities and Regulatory Commission, PURC, not to implement its recent announcement of increments in tariffs. Effective June 1, 2023, the cost of water services will see an upward adjustment for all consumer groups, while electricity and natural gas is also expected to go up by over 18%. Some Samuel Agri is the Executive Secretary of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana and he's been speaking to City Business News on the tariff adjustment. We have already said that producing in Ghana is uh, um, very expensive if it comes to uh, the costs. So therefore, we expected that the uh, government would do something to mitigate those losses. Unfortunately, we keep on seeing an increment. Not long ago, tax increment has happened. So if all this will come to affect the way we do our businesses. We should therefore at least take a break as to which way we want to go, whether we still want to pass on costs to, to the manufacturers or the consumers. Because anything that you do will reflect, will reflect in the, uh, the way the consumer also buy uh, their, their goods. That was the Executive Secretary of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, Samuel Agri. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade among themselves, the dollar gained 20 pesos and is selling at 10 cities, 98 pesos. The British pound gained 23 pesos and is selling at 13 cities, 54 pesos. The euro also gained 19 pesos and is selling at 11 cities, 76 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 11 cities, 50 
peso is while the British pound is selling at 14 cities and the euro is going for 12 cities, 10 pesos. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank for the latest updates on the stock market. The bears closed on a down note last week as the GSC Composite Index retreated 2% week on week to 2,519.92 points, reducing the year to date to 10 to 3.11%, and the Data Bank Stock Index lost 1.78% week on week to 98.72 points, with a year to date loss of 6.27%. The exchange registered three gainers and five laggards, with a weekly turnover of 7.8 million Ghana cities. FanMook emerged as the biggest gainer. Our Enterprise Group and Bensor Palm Plantation were the worst laggards, respectively. This week, we tip FanMook to make gains on strong demand for the stock. Our Enterprise Group declines on excess supply. You heard Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank, and that's it for the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nashika Caesar. Have a good business day. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Eleven minutes past seven. A happy birthday to my sister, Theodosia. Avledo, you are a lecturer at the University of Health and Allied Sciences. Today is your birthday. Have a happy, happy, happy birthday, sis. And to my good friend Francis Ankara, aka Sankara of the Ghana Academy of Arts and Sciences, aka Farmer Brown. Happy birthday to you, Okara. Enjoy the day. Also wishing a happy 40th birthday to Dominic Edu Kwakopom. On this day, we want you to know you're special. You're a great father, a wonderful husband, and a sweet soul. We appreciate you for all you do. Life indeed begins at 40. We look forward to many more blessed and blissful years together. From your queen, Inshira, and your 3D boys, Deshaun, Declan, and Darion. Yes. So, Dominic Edu Kwakopom, happy 40th to you. Coming in from your, your wife and your 3Ds. Also wishing Reverend Afolabi Adeoye, the Executive Chairman of Primus Advertising, Lagos, Nigeria, a happy birthday from all of us at Primus Advertising. Wishing many my happy returns of today. May God continue to bless him with good health and sound mind. In Jesus' name, amen. He's a big man. Coming in from Chifwale. And to Mrs. Mariana Shokotete, you are my soulmate, best friend, and strong pillar. May God grant you good health, favor, and long life. Age gracefully, my sweet Mimi, from your kids and me, Superintendent Ebenezer Tete, Ghana Police Service, Eastern Region. Getting into the sports kickoff brought to you by the Shell Savings and Loans, supporting the investment goals of customers with attractive solutions is what we've been doing for the past many years. We have 91 days, 182 days, and 365 day products for you. If you want competitive returns with security, talk to Lesheho. Call 0577-707700. Lesheho, let's improve life. Kickoff is also brought to you by Shell. Everybody's looking for that one thing that pushes them to bring out their best and enable them to reach peak performance. Your car wants this too. That's why we are giving you Shell Helix Engine Oil. 
specially designed to bring the best out of your engine, protecting it from wear and tear while providing the power and performance needed to give you the best ride every time. Visit your local Shell station today and experience the difference for yourself. So whether you're cruising the open road or battling with busy traffic, Shell Helix will keep your engine running smoothly. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Benjamin Ketia is here to bring us the details of our sports. A busy, busy weekend. Ben, good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines and Mediama Sporting Club extend lead on top of the Ghana Premier League table as they expect to win their first ever league title. Leicester City joined Leeds United and Southampton as the relegated teams from the Premier League this season in the NBA Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals is tonight. get to the details now and let's start off with the Ghana Premier League Mediama Sporting Club. They have extended their lead at the top of the table uh, with a 2-1 win uh, over Kim Faisal in March week 32. Uh, the game was played in Takwa. Now Joshua Ajimang and Nuruddin Abdullahi found the net for the home side as they completed a comeback win to keep their title hopes alive. Second place, the Diana Stars lost by a single goal at home to Dreams FC on Saturday and are now four points behind Mediama with two games left in the season. In the other results, there were wins for Bichem United, Gold Stars, Tamale City, Legon Cities and Real Tamale United. Defending champions Asante Kotoko who face Karela later today and a win for them will move them up to fourth on the league table. Let's now get some reaction from the managers. Let's get to David Oklu of Accra Hearts of Oak. Uh, he has admitted that his team lost to a better opponent. Legon City wanted it more than us, especially in the first half. They ran more... They control the game well. It's unfortunate. They say in situations like this, you need character, and we don't have that character today. We created a lot of chances, but it continues. We always miss very chances because at training, chances like this, you see them finish even difficult chances. You see them scoring, but in the game, begging chances and they go are begging. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Now, Legon City's head coach, Maxwell Konedo, also lauded his players after the win. Uh, I think uh, we played well, uh, especially in the first half. Uh, we gave everything. I mean, uh, we had nothing to lose than to go all the way out to win the game. In the beginning, we said that we had only one chance, and that is to beat us of folk today. And uh, the boys went out there and did as we, 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 we planned. So I uh, say congratulations to the boys. They gave it their all, and we are so happy for the three points. So you had Legon City's head coach, Maxwell Konedo, speaking there. Let's get to some um, reaction from Adriana Stars head coach, Park Racy Fabian, uh, says that he has given up on winning the title. No, of course, we are, we, are, we, are, we are almost out. We are out. 
it's it's an obligation to play in the, the, the two matches, so we'll play and then see what happens. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know whether our boys think it's over. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether it's disastrous or not because uh, if after 31 matches in the league, this is the first time we are losing here. Uh, I don't see how any disaster in that anyway. So you heard Adriana Stars head coach Park Wesi Faven speaking there. Let's get to the Waffle Zone B under 20 Girls Cup and Group A. So Ghana beating Cote d'Ivoire by three goals to one. Now the Black Princesses by that result have qualified for the semi-finals of the competition. In Group B, Nigeria beat Burkina Faso by three goals to nil. While Togo beat Niger by three goals to nil as well. So the semi-finals will have Ghana take on Burkina Faso while Nigeria will be up against Benin. Let's get to the English Premier League and the final round of matches took place yesterday. Manchester United, uh, they beat Fulham by two goals to one to secure uh, their uh, spot in the uh, UEFA Champions League. Remember, they secured that one with a, a win against Chelsea, but they finished the season with a victory. Uh, Eric Ten Hag is Man United head coach. He has been speaking after their final game of the season. I think uh, we're all happy with it. And I think uh, one of the positives in this season, and I think there are uh, many positives, um, the clean sheets, for instance, as well. But yeah, the progress is obvious and clear, and I think it gives us a good base uh, to get this team, this club, back where it belongs. As I say we have a good base, and uh, so what we constructed, the way of play, uh, uh, the way uh, we built it, the, the, the culture, and from there on, uh, we have to step up to higher the standards um, and then uh, we have to collect more points. Eric Ten Hag is Man United manager Chelsea. They finished the season with a 1-1 draw against Newcastle United. Interim Chelsea manager Frank Lampard shared his thoughts on his successor, Mauricio Pochettino. I'm a big fan of Pochettino as a manager. I think he's a very um, good manager. But it's not about the you know which individual it might be. I mean, it, it's about getting the, the right high level of manager. Of course, um, Pochettino's history tells you he works at clubs of this sort of level um, and then letting them get to work with the players to try and create um, a solid identity in a team that can win more games. Standard sounds a really sort of simple word, but it's so relevant to this club at the minute. The standards collectively have dropped. I can be honest about that, particularly that it's my last game. I might not see some of them that much anymore anyway. <laughs> but the standards as a collective for a club like Chelsea have to be at the maximum. You heard Chelsea interim coach Frank Lampard speaking there. Now Liverpool, they finished off the season with a 4-4 draw against Southampton Football Club in a game that saw Ghana's Kamal Dean Suleimana score twice for the relegated side. Jürgen Klopp is Liverpool head coach. He's confident that Liverpool will come back stronger next season. We will remind ourselves definitely that we have to do better and we will do better and that's, that's clear. Um, I understand, I understand everybody that when people are devastated about our season. I understand that we are, we are really not happy about it. Just it, it looked for a while already like that and you can and you should not keep an anger in a situation when you, when you turn things slightly around. So we didn't lose the last 11 or 12 games or whatever, that's good. If we would have started the game in a season like that or would have had that in the middle of the season, we would be in a different position. There's still a lot of potential there. We have to use it much more often and we cannot be as open as we were today for counter-attacks, that's clear. 
So you had Liverpool head coach Jürgen Klopp speaking there. Let's get to the camp of Arsenal. They finished off the season on a high with a 5-0 thrashing of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mikel Arteta is Arsenal head coach and he uh, described Arsenal's season as emotional and special. I'm a human being. I have feelings <laughs> and, and it was really, really nice the way they transmitted their love and support to the, um, to the team, to every player and, and obviously towards me as well. It's been a... A really emotional year, a, a very special season, and um, and the team deserved and and the, our people deserve to end it in a in a good way. So I'm really happy. Mikel Arteta is Arsenal head coach, Everton Football Club. They survived relegation on the final day. Abdullah Dukore scoring that all-important goal against AFC Bournemouth to keep Everton up for another season. Everton head coach is Sean Dyke. He expressed delight at surviving the drop. Well, obviously, it means a lot. Um, means a lot to me. Took over what they call a broken club. It's not broken. It's had its cracks, but it's not broken. We've shown that. We've shown the fighting spirit that you need. But equally, I've just told the players, it shouldn't be in this state. So we've got to learn from that. Next season's going to be a big season. You know, myths to it all. Magic day. But at the end of the day, shouldn't be in this shape. Everton head coach Sean Dyke speaking there. If you get to the other result, Leicester City, they won by two goals to one at home against West Ham, but it was not enough to keep them up. So after winning the title in the 2016 season, Leicester City have been relegated. They will be playing next season's football in the championship. Leeds United also were thrashed at Elland Road by Tottenham Hotspur. Harry Kane scoring twice in that game to take his season tally to 30 goals. Leeds are back in the championship. Brentford beat Manchester City on the final day. Um, Aston Villa beat Brighton by two goals to one as well and Crystal Palace also held Nottingham Forest to a one-all draw. So that's how it broke down in the final round of matches in the English Premier League. Let's finish off with some uh, action from the NBA playoffs and tonight is a big night for the Boston Celtics. They will be attempting to become the first team in NBA history to overturn a 3 nothing deficit when they take on the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Final Game 7. That game is at the TD Garden. It should be cracking. It should be exciting. We'll be back here tomorrow to give you all the updates. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia, the small sports at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. She's a rich girl. She don't try to hide it. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. He's a poor boy. Empty as a pocket. Empty as a pocket with nothing to lose. Sing ta na na ta na na na. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Ta na na ta na na na. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. 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 Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
say she's crazy She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues Diamonds on the soles of her shoes She was physically fucked Then she slipped into my pocket with my car keys She said you've taken me for granted Because I please you Wearing these diamonds And I could say Ooh, 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 ooh. As if everybody knows What I'm talking about As if everybody here would know exactly What I was talking about I'm talking about diamonds on the soles of the shoes Seven thirty-three on the City Breakfast Show. Later this morning, EdTech Monday is coming your way, and Nathan mm-hmm. will be hosting. Nathan, who will we be talking to today? Today we have um, three guests. Okay, and the discussion is definitely on technology in education. Mm-hmm. We'll focus on an angle. Education is big this week. There's a lot of conversations about the. Mm-hmm. The, the government making promises. Yes, the laptop issue, the the one laptop, one student thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I said, we have three very interesting guests. Frida Yorsin mm-hmm. of the Africa Center for Economic Transformation. Asset. Yeah, we've got uh, Dario Bianchi, okay. or Bianchi, Chief Digital Officer at MTN Ghana. Oh. And then we have Safi Naje, who's Senior Programs Officer and HR, uh, Head of HR at Sendless. What are you guys talking about? And then Tyron Edumfum, Executive Director, Girl Code Africa. So today, mm-hmm. uh, we are having a very interesting conversation mm-hmm. on widening access to ICT infrastructure and connectivity ah, skills. Maybe you should discuss the one student, one laptop. <laughs> so yesterday, I went to my former school to speak. Mm-hmm. And you know Sky? The Which of them? Presec. Uh-huh. Presec. I was there in the evening for their SLC week uh, event. Charlie, the number of... <laughs> I, I, think, I think we need to have a conversation about just supporting our schools you know i don't even think it's even a free shs argument anymore because even if there was no free shs right you will still have all those people wanting to go to school so the question is how come we didn't build more schools because there are bc there are wasi candidates for this year guess how many students will write wasi in present oh, oh, oh. around uh, 1,747. 1,747. 1,747. Yeah. Almost 1,800. When I was in the school, the whole school was not up to 1,002. Wow. When I was there 25 years ago. So it's a serious situation. And that we, we, we did the evening service in front of the assembly hall because we couldn't do it in the assembly hall. So they had to bring chairs. They had plastic. They had to bring chairs in the classroom as well. You know, it's serious. And are the dormitories accommodating them? I don't know because the dorm I slept in was very small. And, and it's not being... They had, I think, when I was there, they had house one, eight. Now they have, I think, two or three more houses. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a pretty... Like, one of the things I was thinking about is, as I was speaking, there were students so far as my eye could see. So I was wondering, so if this guy decides I even come for service, how will you know? You know, if... if He will leave the school in three years and not even know who his mates are. Because there are so many. Mm-hmm. You know, in my time, you, I, I can say I know almost all my mates. But if you have 1,700 mates, there's no way you're going to know them. And then the school too has a, a, a less time to, 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 to go through you. So what I what I think we should do is as a country, we need to strategize on what we want to do. Do we want to say 
we want to have more day schools so that as many possible people will go to school but don't have to be in boarding are we going to say we're going to do some quick building of new dorms for all the schools so you pick the top 200 schools and say each school like as the vice president is saying one one, one student one laptop mm -hmm. somebody can also say one one secondary school one new dormitory that will go a long way right if every secondary school has a one new dormitory why not that could be another way of doing it or you could say you're going to build three new day schools and attach it to a boarding school so presec will have presec day on some land you know and the other question is teachers right so i was thinking about science when i was in presec there was science so uh, let me just tell how it was a one general arts yoga comes mass a2 yoga comes mass that was my class then a3 literature government and history then b1 business b2 business then c agric this is 98 um d i think was visual arts all right then e science science one f science two g science three h science four so you had two science classes which are biology and then two science classes which are math so you had four science classes and Prisac was like the main science school so you have four so it's the only school at least that has more science streams mm -hmm. right so you have four science streams for my class two art streams if you go to motown i think they have more arts good do you know how many science classes there are in the school now 27 24. are you serious <laughs> ah, i was asking somebody in Accra. Accra said they said they are general as they have like 12. Wow. Uh, I think business or general as they have 12. Yeah, I, I, so B, B, I think A1, A2, A3, A4, A5, A6, A7, A8, A9. So, precise science, you can't even use that. You can't even use that alphabet. So, you can't use, you know, A, B, C, you can't use if you start A, you do, you are in that 26. So, you have to do, you are maybe in form 1, S1, S2, S3, up to S24. Wow. That's serious. It's, I mean, I think even 3,000 will be struggling. Oh, yeah. The numbers will just be yeah, crazy. That's right, that's right. It's you know? crazy. So I'm just saying to Ghanaians that one of the things we have to think about collectively going forward is what do we do about secondary schools? For me, <coughs> I think the discussion about whether we need and I think Kwame Pianim's point is also true in a sense that you know what? This is not the time to say you are reviewing free SHS. It's all, the, the horse is already bolted. So we are going to have all our secondary school children. They will go to school. It's good. The question is how do we make it better? All right, so if that is review, fine. If that's but the question is, how do we make make it better for our SHS students to get better education? So are we saying, for example, a crash program of training more teachers? Because if a school gets ten more teachers, that's a start, right? So you need teachers, you need textbooks, you need classrooms, you need dormitories, which is the most important. I think teachers, because you can make students be home and still have teachers. You have more teachers because you have 24 science streams and I'm teaching biology. I can't teach 24 classes biology. So maybe there's going to be four biology teachers. You get it? So just for bio, in our time, you had geography, we had three. Okay, Mr. Otri, Mr. Kote, Patiasan, and I think there was one more. I forget the name, four. And we are just two arts classes. We have four, physical geography, human geography, and then cartography and mapping, right? Now, if you have 10 geography classes, those four teachers cannot teach. So you probably need like so many teachers and you also need teaching assistants. So you probably get the uh, uh, second uh, graduates who will do one year teaching practice to help the teachers. So we need a radical approach. Maybe tonight I'll discuss it on point of view. I don't know. We need a radical solution to the education question in our schools. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, I'm, one of the things I want to do is to create a platform for ideas around how to make SHS more sustainable.
I think we need that. We need to bring Nagraj. We need to bring so we can say, look, going forward, how do we make sure our secondary schools get quality education? Because as I keep telling you, the private schools that our kids are in, some of the classes are like 20, 10, 12. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the charge, I was discussing with a friend this weekend about the school fees of some of the schools. You know, so like somebody's at Christian High. I'm not picking on them. Oh, sure, sure. Like Sky. If you look at the amount of money they pay for school fees, that money that you that you pay in Christian, you can feed the whole. You can you can feed you can feed, like you can feed school for one boys without that money. Well, I'm like think about it though. Like I don't pick pick a, a good private school in Ghana mm-hmm. where their kids are doing like um, the British system. So people are paying in excess of seventy thousand CDs a term. All right. So if you take what the person is paying in a year. And then you come to somebody in presec, okay, and they are not paying fees, and then they are all going to compete in the same marketplace. I I get your concern, but what is even more worrying for me is you see there are significant gaps. Mm-hmm. You are even more concerned about the senior high schools. I'm concerned basic about the basic. So for instance, we are we are according to the vice president, the minister has told him they are bringing laptops. Or mm-hmm. some solar powered, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. The kids are moving from not having used laptops ever in their lives mm-hmm. in at the basic school. Mm-hmm. We've seen the implements that some of the kids use mm-hmm. to learn about IT and whatnot. <laughs> to suddenly becoming masters of laptops that they are going to use. Where internet, we don't even know the internet penetration in secondary schools as we speak now. We, we do not know whether it is going to be student-specific or class-specific, as in, mm-hmm. can I take the laptop to my room, my dorm, and or use you leave it, it in the school. Or I'll leave it in the class when I'm leaving. What exactly? So does that mean every year we are going to get a new laptop for every student who comes in? Mm-hmm. You know, these are conversations we need to have. And yes, I, I, I need the parents out there whose children attend public schools to answer this for me. Is it normal that public schools close at 5 p.m.? And now they close at 5? They're not. Why? I did not. I, I don't know. 5 p.m.? They close at 5 p.m. Are you sure they're not running, running streams? No, no, I don't know. Right. So a basic school I... level public school? Yeah. Yeah, so because you know I was at the program at uh, so the, recently. Aren't, aren't you supposed. The shift system supposed to have stopped? No, no, no. They are still it, running. It depends yeah. because you know I was in Dansoma last week, uh-huh. last last month to do a program on reading. And then we had Dansoma 1 and 2. After Dansoma, we have to 6. Yes. We have Dansoma 1 and 2. We have. Uh, they have up to 6. Yeah, they are different. And, uh, and all, what, what I'm saying is that Medina doesn't mean have six. No, Medina, we have one, two, three. But they're four. on the same compound. Yeah, but how do you have six? They're on the same compound. And then there's AME Zion in Yeah, so if you, if you have done someone six, what mm-hmm. I'm, if, they say, if they say one, you know what it means. So mm-hmm. LA1, yeah. LA2, LA3. So if you have up to six, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have space. So they have to do. I don't know. I don't yeah, Because speculate. the last time I was. Yeah, that's, I, that's, I, why, I'm, I'm also, that's why I also don't want no, to. But I don't, I'm not, no, I, don't, I don't think they go to school in the morning close at five. See, no, just last week. I think I, they go for afternoon. Just last week, I was I around. Don't, I don't think so. You are around also. I saw some you know school students coming like around one ish thereabout. Yeah. So I asked them, ah, why is it that it's too early? I'll just one yeah, just yeah. after. Why is it going? Oh, they said oh, they had closed and that they were in a morning shift. This was around also, you know, the... Yeah, so the it, so it means that they still do the shift system. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But the reason I, I raise all of this, I'm coming back to the, the secondary school. And this is just like opening plug before I go into anything. So when I went to secondary school yesterday, mm-hmm. my school, a lot of thoughts go through my mind. 5,000 students, okay. Now take a typical mixed school, a girl's school. Okay. Now, I don't think any of the schools have increased infrastructure by that level of 
if we had eight houses, maybe they had ten or twelve, mm-hmm. right? Sky, if you have two thousand girls in a school mm-hmm. of different levels of affordability, and because we are talking about when menstrual health, I actually think this should be a national policy. Yep. To scrap. T- in fact, I'm told there's a company in Canada that makes uh, sanitary pads. I don't know how big they are and whether they can supply to all the schools in Ghana. Okay, somebody was telling me, let me just get the name quickly. He says, um, says, Bernard, there's a company called Sunda F... Uh, Just a minute. There's a company called Sunda FM Ghana at Wager. I'll send you their current install capacity. They produce baby diapers as well. You say which other one does it? I don't know. So what I need to understand is, is are are the taxes on the sanitary pad meant to protect the local industry or they are just re- in revenue do you get it if if like we had a lot of companies producing sanitary parts in ghana that we feel we want to protect then we can we can we can place the taxes on the imports but if you are trying to solve a, a basic hygiene problem i don't see how you put 12 taxes on a, a, a sanitary part so ministry of finance what's the policy reasoning behind the tax on sanitary pad parliament can also help because they are the guys who passed the bill was it for local protection or is this just revenue we need to understand this point i think i mean i think this is largely a nuisance tax because you remember that at some point we had you know taxes on condoms when we said we're fighting hiv and then also dealing with issues of um what you call teenage pregnancy and related issues um so I, I, I have always held a view that well, mm-hmm. my days in parliament, mm-hmm. interviewing members of parliament, especially the female ones, mm-hmm. they have always taken the view that the taxes must go. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, government sees this space as one area of making money. And it doesn't make sense, yeah. especially as we do know that in many parts and uh, many communities of this country, Mm-hmm. Many families cannot afford sanitary pads for their for yeah. female, um, you know, for uh, their girls. Girls, what it means then is that when it comes to that time of the month, they are not able to go to school. Yeah, and when that happens, they are, you know, their studies are affected, mm-hmm. performance is affected. Some even stay away from 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 school altogether, mm-hmm. because yeah. I remember that I mean those days when we we're in, um, you know, primary school JSS, you had situations where some girls would come to school and then. For some reason, the mm-hmm. thing just comes, mm-hmm. and then you have you know boys laughing at them and all mm-hmm. of that, and the shame that it brings. Yeah. Sometimes they just go home and never return to the classroom. Yeah. So if a government is really committed to this idea of female empowerment and mm-hmm. sees education yeah. as the way to make it happen, please. Yeah. And it's we also need to actually. It's also an opportunity for innovation from the local companies because mm-hmm. if you're going to produce it cheap, I'm told, for example, there's a uh, company in the Volta region. That produces reusable parts for 90 pesos, 90 pesos. Mm-hmm. which lasts for a year and a half. They okay. use local yeah, materials yeah. and employ single mothers mm-hmm. to do the sewing of the parts. Mm-hmm. They have standardization from the GSE. Mm-hmm. If only they could get support, at least from uh, for if they could get some support, mm-hmm. it will help them to sort out at the rural level. Yeah, because sure. look, I feel like you can even make it part of the package you give if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It can be done. It can be and done. I mean, the government should be innovative. Yeah, think and, through and, the problem. And, the, and there are and there are some companies, you know, that know some of them in Kumasi and things. Some people in Accra, for example, who are also, you know, in the space of producing reusable sanitary pads. Of course, all in a bit to create sustainability and and, mm. and, and all that. Yeah. All right. So so much happening on the show this morning. And by the way, the, the people I met yesterday, mm-hmm. they were only form twos and form threes. 
so it means that the, <laughs> the, the full one, full one, the full one, one like ten thousand. The dining hall, the assembly hall is big, but we didn't. So we we, we use the the lobby of the assembly hall as the mm-hmm. the stage, mm-hmm. and then I saw about eighteen, um, what do you call it? eighteen columns of seven seats each, from right to left. So like one, two, three, four, five, six. Or seven. One, two, three, four, five. Almost like twelve or fifteen. Mm. And then it stretches all the way to the road. Okay. From the assembly hall to the road. By my calculation, I had like three thousand five hundred students listening to me yesterday. And four months are not part. So if I add the four months, it's five K. Well I guess that the upside is their their year group projects will be very successful. Well, because they graduate. No, the, the point is that <laughs> no, you, know, you, know, you know what happened. There are plenty. You know what happened? <laughs> The way you are committed to Prempe because you are not many <laughs> and there's a brother feeling, there's that thing is lost. And for me, I think one of the things we can do is to decongest our senior high schools. Either by saying, let's make majority of them day students or let's get two or three new schools per district or something. So like you can say, a big plan is to, if, okay, if you built three secondary schools per region, mm-hmm. No, not not per yeah. district. Yeah, but that was a brilliant plan that was brought in, in into place by the uh, Muhammad administration with the. That's the that's the, the day school. The day school. Yeah, the day school. Yes, the, the whole school. idea the was school, to ensure yes. that people yes. did not necessarily move from their, their yeah. respective uh, constituencies yeah. all the way to the bigger cities in search for uh, education. Exactly. It was brilliantly um, executed, but there were also challenges with it. In some cases, where schools were built in places that were really not yeah, accessible yeah and then also yeah. the government coming into office after mahama left hasn't done so much mm-hmm. you look at what happened in the aplau area for instance the chief had to come out to speak about mm-hmm. you know the neglect of that project before eventually mm-hmm. uh, we the community people decided we we're going to put money behind you yeah. contributed to finish yeah. it so yeah. it's a good thing we can decongest but it means that government would have to invest yeah. a lot more in infrastructure i actually think that this is this is a problem that free SHS has just unveiled. Mm-hmm. I don't even think free SHS is what caused it. Because you see, if you have if you have um, the number of teenagers we have in Ghana today, mm. if you didn't have free SHS, it means that some of them would not even be going to school. <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So to have them in a school is a good start. Mm. But the question is, how do you make sure they get a good education? Yeah, so the solution is not to say, let's not do free SHS, that they should stay home. No. Let's you could also say, Let's, Let's find a mixture better. of policies. And you know, politicians will tell you that once MPP has brought free SHS, unless they are the same people who say they won't do cancel it, nobody else can touch it. You need to target. Proper you get targeting. it. So the only government that can say they will stop free SHS is MPP. Do you get my point? Mm. If NDC comes to stop free SHS, it becomes a propaganda issue. They need to target. The targeting must happen. They will not do it. They, sh- they have to do it. If they don't, they don't do it. We will collapse this country. They will not because they will. They, they, you see, the, in Ghana, the politics runs. The, so, like the reasoning, the calculation is that, okay, let, let's assume MDC wins twenty twenty four, and then John Muhammad says, "I want to review free SHS to." I mean, it's not head of. He wants to review it. Pragmatic thing to do. No, no, he won't do and it. And how his advisors will tell him that if he does it, it will affect him politically. Exactly. No, so he should continue to do it. No, no, you see, no, you see, you but that review now the people we are targeting. Uh, are we talking about the poorest of the poor the public, or people who can see, afford it? That's why maybe this show is important. Public discourse in this studio is not the same as public discourse everywhere. The reasoning is that NDC Fuaba, Abe, G3, no, whatever. They won't do it. That would be a very Now, that's why I, I was at the program and somebody said the best people to, to review free SHS would be MPP. If MPP says, you know what, we've done free for four years. Having done it for four years, we've learned this lesson. So we are going to do A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. 
that one there's their is the policy that they brought that's their bragging right so they themselves because they've already done campaign and said ndc said they'll come and cancel free shs so you think ndc will come in they won't, they won't touch it you see but they have to they, they will not but the they point have is to that, if, if if the time see, comes as we are speaking i'm sure the people who write you have to be the manifestos must. of the political parties uh-huh. apart from maybe cpp uh-huh. And maybe PPP, the two leading parties, I don't think they will dare to say that. So are you saying that they will leave I it? Yes, yes, they will, and not fine tune it. So it they, will, they, will, they will, they will do. They will do. What they will do is, what they will do is, that they will probably, they will probably try and get more De- infrastructure, dedicate more money, try and get more money. Fun, they'll get more funding sources. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get more teachers. But and you see, what's going to happen is that they will keep it free, and that That's keeping what? it free is what keeps the quality also low because we compare it to all the private schools and what we are paying. Mm-hmm. You, and the you, kinds you of said you said to make this policy better mm. we need a mix of things mm. so it's not it's not unidirectional it's not one this one yeah, this one so thing. Yes. so clearly you see no. in keeping it free you make a point that you dilute the quality mm-hmm. yes right? if you keep it free you dilute the quality because the schools don't have enough resources <laughs> To, to to i mean look they've, they've not paid sky talks about target supplies so, so maybe what can happen is mm-hmm. you look at it again and see the policy has to run but it has to benefit those who are actually in that state that they can't afford but, not, but how do you know not them? mass everybody see, the, the problem we are doing the, leaping this the, the problem in ghana is that we do we don't have a proper <laughs> system we, you see, fair, sky, we don't fair. know you see the, one of the things i like about advanced societies is that they can account for you yeah. You enter China as a student from Ghana to do a master's degree. Your name is Gofeda Kotoboafu. You were born in 19 whatever. They know you. They know your sexual security number. They know where you live. They have a record of a lot of things you do. So if you have two kids and you say your child cannot afford secondary education, there's a way they can tell. Now, in Ghana, we don't know where the people even live. Most of the people, we don't know where they even sleep. <laughs> we don't even know. A lot of them have national proper ID systems. They are working on that. Okay, so until i think until you get a proper id system which is which 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 has like rich sky mm-hmm. date of birth mm-hmm. where he's lived employment status SNIT number then they can profile you yeah. now even that the other problem in ghana is lack of honesty mm-hmm. all right so sky is earning six thousand cities a month mm-hmm. he can afford secondary education mm-hmm. but he says nathan is earning eight thousand nathan south is going for preserve for free so why should i pay mm-hmm. so there's a conversation to be had about how to streamline this issue of who can afford it every scholarship has been abused cocoa boss scholarships don't go to cocoa people so we don't Ghanaians don't even trust ah, school feeding is being done by political party people so they'll just do the quotas for their party members so if they said free shs quota 30 percent ndc and mpp will share it for their people so it's and we need a conversation about the systems and then the morals the system has to do national id identification like uh, the thing they are doing with the digital id thing Mm -hmm. then addition to that people must be honest because people want to people want to look scholarships go to scholarship secretariat they are giving scholarships to their relatives to go and study useless courses abroad Mm -hmm. and they are people who need scholarship to go to legon they can't get I manage a scholarship at city. I know this because there are people who go to government for scholarship. They are paying for programs at universities abroad, and you have to pay to get a scholarship. So if you can't manage scholarship for thirty thousand people, how can you manage uh, means testing for free SHS? You can't because the system, the the people who run the system, they are not committed to making it work. They are just interested in using it to promote their own personal agenda, which is why you can't have a conversation about technology without a conversation about values. All right, 
a society that cannot be honest with itself, you cannot implement anything. So this first suggesting, you say Mahama said he would change it. Yeah, that's right. He'll do what? Yes, he said that the story, uh, as far back as 2019, <laughs> is quoted by the graphic online as saying that he will review it within nine, 90 days. Yeah, so office. he says he'll review it. Yeah, that's right. Within 90, 90 days in office. The story is that former president John Ramani Mahama has retreated that he will review the Akufuadu led uh, administration's flag bearish, uh, flagship uh, free senior high school policy within his first 90 days in office if elected in the 20th We need to also ask the other parties what they are planning. So, for example, MPP, they've picked their forms. Mm -hmm. I think journalists, <clears throat> one of the questions we need to ask directly mm -hmm. to all of them when they get, come for interviews, mm -hmm. what is your plan for free SHS? Mm -hmm. So, Baumia, what's your plan for free SHS? Beyond the one laptop thing, what, what is your real plan? What is your assessment of free SHS? You know, it's very important. Alan, what's your thinking about free Because if we don't get them to think through it now, There'll be a problem. There'll be a problem. Yeah. So, I I actually think we need to, because what I've heard JM say is that he's going to add private schools to it too. That's what I heard. I don't know what you heard. Well, he actually the, the, the story basically talks about reviewing it to make it sustainable. But uh, what are the details? What the review? Uh, okay. Well, those are the, 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 there are some. Is there like some review committee? I I I, I suspect that he will put together experts to to yeah. actually look at so the way to. Do if it. I had my way, mm. you know, politics destroys things. If I had my way, the country should even have a, a group of people who think through FSHS and come up with recommendations for all of us. Mm -hmm. Let's I not, yeah, because like where we've got into now, it's not even an MPP or NDC problem. It's a national problem. Yeah. There should be a system where you can say, after a committee involving parliament, involving education, academia, whatever came together, I said, these are the top 10 things we face it. And then we all just implement it. Because see, as soon as it becomes part of the political football, reason is put aside. The reason I said NDC cannot stop it is because of politics. Mm. If they stop it, it will affect them electorally. Because MPP will use it. Yeah, but Ghanaians must also be honest to know that this thing is a problem. Which Ghanaians? The Ghanaian, we, the, you and I. The See, you, you, you and I, uh -huh. we take our children to private schools. <laughs> huh? uh -huh. The people whose children are there, uh -huh. they don't think about it the same way you are thinking about it. Because for some of them, their kids wouldn't have gone to school if they didn't have free SHS. Yes, there are some who's, who are there who, who don't like the way it's crowded the schools. Mm -hmm. So you have to find a way of discerning what even the Ghanaian thinks about free SHS. It's not as simple as that. Most of the panels I moderate, we are middle class people. And when I ask, how many of you have students in secondary schools? Maybe two fifths. A lot of them, their kids are in private schools. You get it? So the politician's calculation is that majority of parents have their kids in this system. If I stop it, I'll lose votes. You get it? If I stop it out. So I can't stop it. Now, if you can't stop, what do you do to sustain it? You are an IMF program. You don't have money. IMF says review it, or at least they are saying it's not sustainable. But you know that politically, you can't do it. Your oil resources are, your oil revenue is coming down. You don't have any. You, that's why they are taxing everybody to death. You know, it's it's a problem. It's and it's part of the way you see when politics drive decision making. Like again, this is one laptop thing. It has to be thought through better. You see, it's like oh, I want to give one laptop to a student. Because it's a great idea. It's, it sells easily. We don't want that type of thing. Audit of the first. Good one. point. Mm. Was there an audit? And what is where where is the report? Where, what are, what the, are gaps? the recommendations before you go and recommend one laptop? Because it makes for good, you get me. So, so, so I am saying that again. When I meet Baumi, I'm going to ask him, "What's the, what's the, how do you link the one laptop thing to the overall? Have you done the calculation? Have you done the means testing? My child has a laptop. He doesn't need your laptop, okay? You don't want to repeat the free just problem and create a procurement economy for somebody to go and bring some two by four laptops and make money. So we are not going to allow this type of just blanket. If you are going to use laptops for students, you must target it well." Okay, don't just 
create another opportunity for for confusion mm-hmm. all right and if we don't nip it in the bud in the election cycle now you create problems in the future in the meantime everybody's looking for that one thing that pushes them to bring out the best and enables them reach peak performance your car wants this too that's why your best bet is to give it shell helix engine oil specially designed to bring out the best in your engine protecting it from wear and tear while providing the quality and performance needed to give you the best ride every time visit your local shell station today and experience the difference for yourself can you really call it savings or investment if all you keep doing is paying charges on the account at Bayport, we believe an investment account should make you more money. That's why our fixed deposit has the best preferred choice for the most for most Ghanaians over the past 20 years. Convenience and peace of mind are redefined as you enjoy the guaranteed maximum returns on every CD invested in us. Call 0302-745745. Bayport, your future now. Blue Pay allows you to receive cash instantly from your customers. You only dial their phone number and the amount they owe. They'll receive the Blue Pay prompt and their phones and enter their PIN. Or you, your customer can slot their bank card into your Blue Pay POS and enter their PIN. Call or WhatsApp 054-722-2200. That's 054 Or visit bluepay.com to register and get blue pay for your business blue pay never miss a sale and easter is gone but republic bank says the spending can continue with our fantastic four credit cards enjoy great discounts from our partner merchants cashback rewards global concierge services and more you can even win a two-day staycation at Aquara safari and other amazing prizes in the tap for easter and beyond credit card promo terms and conditions apply republic bank we are the one for you Two minutes past eight, tech and social media trends next brought to us by Vodafone. We are just announcing for the final week that if you don't do it by close of tomorrow, that's it. Re-register your SIM card, dial star 404 hash, follow the prompts to complete phase one of the process. Visit your nearest Vodafone retail center or agent to complete the re-registration exercise. For more information, send SMS to 655 on Vodafone. And in celebrating motherhood, FBN invites you, a female entrepreneur and professional, to sign up for the First Gem account designed for women age 18 and above. Do you prefer a personal savings or current First Gem account, or you look to open a First Gem entrepreneur account? Call 059-6921-921, visit FBN branch, or go to fbnbankghana.com for more information. Nathan will bring us the segment right away. <clears throat> yeah, it's a sport-heavy uh, trend list there. Kamal Dean Suleimana is trending. Scored twice. <laughs> against in, a, in a meaningless game. In a, me- oh. Oh. <laughs> in a dead run. Let Liverpool win the game and going to score two goals. It <laughs> <laughs> was flipping like some Charlie. attorney. Yeah, I, saw, I was, I was happy he was doing somersaults. <laughs> I love it when players celebrate like that. Matip is trending. Harry Maguire is trending. Pastor Fred trending. Harry Kane trending. Pastor Fred? Yes, so so that's Man United's Fred. That's uh, not nickname. Fred McDavid. No, not uh, not uh, Fred McDavid. Oh, Father Bernard. <laughs> oh, Father. Uh, who is this Father Bernard? I have friends who now don't they text me. They say they call me Father Bernard. <laughs> Father Bernard. Okay, so so a few months ago, <laughs> a few months ago, this said Father Bernard passed on. He's a Catholic priest, I believe. Okay, passed on somewhere in the central region. Okay, now at his burial at the cemetery, yeah. just when the casket was being lowered, there was this woman 
who was overcome by grief. Okay. And then said, Father Bernard and hopped into hey! the grave that had been dug out. Wants to join him there. <laughs> yes. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, Father Bernard was re- really nice to her hey! and all of that. So. But aren't, aren't they supposed to be celibate? But he was nice. really nice to her. Ah, so okay. Were, yeah. ah, okay, okay. It was nice <laughs> to her. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Ah, because the way that this trend is disturbing <laughs> me. People, people are, I'm chopping straight <laughs> And so all of a sudden, it became like, so, so the, the, the way the woman yell yeah, 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 father so it became like so it became a meme so if somebody slips on social <laughs> somebody drops <laughs> they put that line up beneath the video <laughs> some people what's up they say father bernard how are you say, ah, why are you calling me father bernard anyway fellow Ghanaians is also trending obviously from last is fellow Ghanaians back for every week or just no, I no, think no, it, from I what think, he said, yeah, I think it was to close out. Before become more, for come. I think it was to close out. I have a program. Yeah. We need, we need the fellow Ghanaians. These every days, week. they don't even do the meet the press thing for the flagstaff house. You know no, the they thing that, that information. They do that information ministry. No, no. Ah, uh, for the, to for, ask the president questions. No, we want him to do the fellow Ghanaians on economy. Maybe when he's leaving, he'll do a close out. Yeah, okay. Anyway, to mm-hmm. some uh, news, tech mm-hmm. news, and Twitter has pulled out of the European Union's voluntary code mm. to fight dissemination. Oh. That's according to the EU. Now, Thierry Breton, mm-hmm. who is the EU's internal market commissioner, announced the news on Twitter, but warned the firm new laws would force compliance. Mm-hmm. Now, Twitter will be legally required to fight disinformation in the EU from August 25, he said, and he added, quote, our teams will be ready for enforcement, end quote. Twitter has not confirmed its stance on the code or responded to a request for comment. Mm. That's the lowdown. Twitter has been asked to sign up to this. They say, hey, they don't go do. want to do their own Okay. <laughs> that was uh, taking social media trends. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Time check is uh, 40 minutes past eight. A few more birthdays. Yes, 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 yes. Bernard. Um, I, I guess you will leave that leader. No, no, we want to wish happy birthday to the MP for uh, Futu mm-hmm. and the deputy majority leader, the Honorable Alexander. Mm-hmm. What's his middle name? Kwamena. Kwamena. Marking. Marking. You know, I was just talking to a few friends from St. Augustus. He actually finished St. Augustus in 97. Yeah. So he's just yeah. a year ahead of me yeah. in secondary school. He's done so well for himself yeah. as a member of parliament, mm-hmm. as a member of the majority. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday was his birthday. Mm-hmm. He shares a birthday with Fred Tete Jabano. So he's part of the May clan. So this morning, we want to wish Honorable Alexander a Yes. a very, very big 
absonic happy birthday. Thank you. A Thank very absonic. Thank you. Absu. Appointing cracker. Thank you. Happy birthday. Yes, yes. yes. These boys like yes, 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 like yes. drinking goat life soup. Why? <laughs> it's, it's a specialty only they understand. <laughs> I don't know why they, they love goat life soup. Correct. So I wish him a goatish. Yes. Mm-hmm. A spicy goat life soup. Thank you. Happy birthday. Yes, 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 big yes, 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 yes. He's a, he's a, he's a former, you know, member of the the you know Buckingham, you know, class. Hey, what? Yes, yes, yes. Bishop's Court, you know, Bradford, you know. He's a member of the. You're, you're very. That that you are one association. What's the name of the association? Ubusogu. You be so good. You be so good. You be so good. Yeah. It's a award. It's a very you know. You know what this guy did? He created an award association and then he put high high ranking Ghanaian officials on the board of trustees to legitimize his illegality. And he managed to convince when the vice president went to give a lecture at the school. Then Sky managed to smuggle the vice president. He said, I want you to pass through this room. Uh-huh. Before he knew, yeah, no, he was launching Let me review this story today. The vice president was the guest of They have this distinguished speaker Keep series they do where former alumni of, alumni of the school will uh, come and speak. So he was the special guest. I think it's 2018. Yeah. So Dr. Vamia goes to speak and then Sky says, oh, oh no, by the way, a, you have to pass through. The more enter the room, Sky says, oh, by the way, you are launching, uh, you, are, you are relaunching Ubusoga, <laughs> of which I'm the president. You are not going to. This is what properly done. He got the vice president to endorse. Go on, finish. He's roping a penny monkey into this is illegality. <laughs> Yeah, Ubusoga. Ubusogu. Ubusogu. Now I hope. What, what is it? I hope he's still running. Oh, he's, oh, he's still running. He's, he's the current president. Did you hold the election? For the last time. All right, we have a surprise guest on the show today. Yes. He's okay. Let me ask listeners to guess. Which random Black Stars player would they think would, would they think is would on, join the would show? Join us this morning. And th- let me give you a hint. The no, don't, if, don't, don't give any if they, if you give the hint. You are shutting the list. That's it. So it's okay. Go to the World Cup. The Black Stars player went to the World Cup. Listeners, which random Black Stars player will be joining us this morning on the show? But let's give them two hints. Hint, hint. He played at this year's World Cup. End of story. Should we add the league he plays? No. Oh, let's add them. No. no, 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 no. Okay, no, let's, let's add, add, no, add, add them. No, no, okay, no. he plays in the Premier League. So, oh. a, a, a Black Stars player who plays in the Premier, Premier League, League, who plays in the World Cup. Yes. Which yeah, of no, them? No, the list is very short. No, it's fine. So, just give me your first guess, not you, the listener. So, just tell me who so you think. But that's five names, so. <laughs> it's not that short. Uh-huh. So, it's... Uh, we have a lot of... We have... We have... We have uh, Kamal Dean is in England. We have two Southampton players. Mm-hmm. We have um, two... Southampton player. We have we one have, at, one, at, we have one Crystal Palace player. Yes, one at Arsenal. We have an Arsenal player. Nottingham Forest. We have a Nottingham Brighton Forest. Brighton and Hove Albion. We have Brighton. I thought we had two Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. No, no, no. Jeff Schlapp didn't, Schlapp didn't play. Yes. So, so the Black Stars Jordan, players yeah. who play in England, who went to the World Cup, are Jordan. Jordan for Crystal Palace. Andre. Andre for Nottingham Forest. Thomas Partey. Partey for Arsenal. Uh, Tariq Lamptey. Tariq Lamptey for Brighton. And then, have I missed somebody? Leicester. Daniel Amate, Daniel Amate, yes. and yes. then Kamal Dean and Kamal Dean and Salisu. Salisu. 
So we're asking we have a listen- strong representation there. So yeah, so listeners, who who do you think is joining us this morning? On the oh, on the, the breakfast show. Breakfast show. Oh. Yeah, to wrap up how Liverpool ended up playing 4-4. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, yes. Free quick announcements. Yes, uh, Bell Pack paper tissue is one of the best things you can get for yourself. Uh, Bell Pack has tissues that are soft but not weak, strong but not hard, just perfect. If you want to be a distributor, call zero five five one one four 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 hundred. Bell Pack is another quality product from Bellacqua. Now, play with the champions. Enjoy Ghana's best betting experience with the biggest odds for sportsbook, casino, virtuals, jackpot, and aviator. Just uh, get to play on Betika today. Just dial star 263 hash to deposit, bet, and withdraw with Noah Hala. Betika, home of champions. Remember, gaming can be addictive, so play responsibly. Now, Wednesday, May 31 is the deadline on which... Um, all that any child get fund levy registered businesses should return or should file their tax returns for April 2023. Now, this is coming from the GRE. Now, GRE says, file your VAT, any child, get fund levy and CST returns early and avoid the payment of penalties. You are encouraged to file your returns online via taxpayersportal.com and you can also use the uh, code star222 hash. Remember to submit the April 2023 returns, not later than Wednesday, May 31, which is the last working day of the month. Now, are you looking for a bank that understands you and puts your financial needs first? Don't look, don't look too far. Zenith Bank is your bank of choice and they've got tailor-made products just for you. Get in touch with Zenith Bank on 0302-680-884 or 0307-086-370 or send an email at info at zenithbank.com.g. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Alright, uh, a couple of things to just remind you of. Etec Monday is coming your way this morning at 9 o'clock. Mm. Nathan Kwa will be hosting four distinguished minds and this morning the subject matter for discussion right. is what? Widening access to ICT infrastructure and mm. connectivity skills. Now EdTech Monday builds on a foundation, the Young Africa Work Strategy for the MasterCard Foundation played. And every Monday, first Monday or last Monday of the month, we we'll bring you a conversation. I'd really love to ask. All right. Quick happy birthday to Mrs. Veronica Nas, Sakle Asari. May God continue to bless you from your husband, Maxwell, head of corporate yeah. banking, Zenith Bank. Now, uh, Max, Max is my mate from secondary school. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that somehow we had already leaked the interview because <laughs> the online team had the online team had already put out a post oh, that, it was. that we were going to we are going to interview Tariq Lampi so the cat <laughs> the cat is out of the bag it's out of the bag the cat is out of the bag the cat is out of the bag and watch out for the City Business Festival it starts in exactly a week's time we will be focusing on four key areas as we talk about making it Ghana in business. First, we could be looking at the digital economy. Second, we could be looking at SMEs. 
In our third, we could be looking at the retail markets. In our final, we could look at agri and agribusiness. And every Friday on the Business Festival this month of June, we'll be bringing you a conversation on personal finance, how to recover from the financial disaster that 2022 was. So that's happening every morning, repeated at 6.30 on the radio. And there are special focus programs on Ghanaian businesses for television as well. So that's coming your way starting Monday. So in exactly a week's time, the City Business Festival starts. You see, people are very dishonest. If you saw the team online, just say that would Yeah, but they are not dishonest. You ask them to tell us. We ask them. And they know it from online, so they'll say it now. I mean, you can't believe it. Somebody says, Apple has leaked. But they, they are just supplying the answer. I lost Well, it's not their fault now. Special good morning to the Obin Dakuns. CEOs of Acides Bakery. Yes, yes. You know, yes. Let, let, let me say something. This morning, you know, during his I said that my favorite meat pie had gone to 29 cities. Yes. And I was worried about the kind of breakfast <laughs> I'll have. Yes. Acida Bakery just drove into the studio mm-hmm. with a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. They had butter bread, Loose. they had sugar bread, Loose. brown bread, they had brown, and they had wheat bread. Wheat yes, bread. bread. And they brought it like the way Jesus distributed the bread. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, and the bread is good. We used yeah. to drink some malt. It was yes, nice. And yes. some tea. Mm-hmm. So we want to say a big thank you to Mrs. Mavis Obindaku. That's right. Thank you. She's the CEO of Acedas Bakery. Thank, thank you. They bake nutritious and delicious cakes. Thank you. Omani, oh, please don't give me a bill. Pastries. And all kinds of bread for all events. Thank you. Now, they are behind a softful Osofia Man Osofia Man Presby Primary School, Pokwase Maira. Mm-hmm. Is it Osofia Man? Osofia Man. Osofia Man mm. Presby Primary. They brought almost 20 loaves of bread. Charlie, plenty. So the, the way the bread is a lot, if I don't give them a mention, they will think I'm wicked. It's actually 30 pieces. Right? Yes, 30 loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. The same n- number of silver that Judas used to describe. Thank you. To, to betray Jesus. Yes. 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. Now, so Mrs. Mavis Obindaku, mm-hmm. may your bread company progress. Thank you. You know, amen and amen. And amen. they are located at Osofiaman mm-hmm. Presby Primary School, mm-hmm. Pokwasi Maira. Thank you. Do you know where that place is? Yeah, that's right. It's on the you know the stretch towards my my my. But my, why do you my, call it a place Maira? Maira. Do you know what it means? <laughs> like I've left. I'm, I'm lost. Lost. I'm lost. I'm lost. Yeah. So yeah. you go, you be like you walk out, you lost. You know, you know those areas long, long, no, long ago. But t- nothing t- was happening there. You go there, you just get lost. Talking about but those places are very developed now. Yeah, very, very. Too very many people. But but, yeah. but talking about strange things, Bernard, you lived in Medina. Why is there a place in Medina called Maya Hot? Yeah, there was a chop bar there. <laughs> Maya Hot. And in, in fact, Maya Hot. Jifago she had a, a, a banku spot there many years ago. I used to patrol. You be my maga? Yeah, she stopped. There was this banku joint. In the corner? Yeah, at Maya Hot. It'd be Papa. Brutal. Maya Hot. In fact, her banku joint was next to the Maya Hot. Thank you. I think 2008, 2007. Yeah, you were going there. Lugubrious. I used to pass there to for banku. <laughs> yeah, Maya Hot. Maya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you are hot, you don't waste that. <laughs> All right, so uh, we will be talking about a uh, number of things in education, very, very important. And one of the things we want to do is to is to begin to assess political promises yeah, for yeah. their for their viability. Efficacy. We shouldn't let politics alone drive 
the campaign mm -hmm. if that makes sense mm -hmm. we need to get make sure that the policies are properly calibrated mm -hmm. uh, looking at free speech as an as an as an issue so um we'll talk about that um later on nathan will be talking about education with the edtech team and hopefully the secondary schools and the business schools listening will find more <coughs> meaningful ways of integrating technology into their education mm -hmm. very very important part of the discussion as well All right, let's read a few quick comments, Sky, on the okay. subject we've been talking about. Yeah, this one says, good morning, Bernard. Mm. Can you discuss how to identify persons who can pay in this country and exclude mm. them mm. from the free senior high school policy? There is currently no data in this country to determine the income levels of individuals uh, to target appropriately. Any form of targeting now will affect the ordinary civil servants who are already mm. burdened mm. Uh, with taxes mm. in this country. That's coming in from Martin mm. from Kumasi. This one says, Ben, mm. leap accounts for the pro-poor. Mm. There should be no stress to identify and target those who need free senior high school policy. Okay. This one says, hello, Bernard. You yeah. visited your alma mater, uh, one of the best institutions currently uh, with everything and you are complaining mm. try visit other schools and you will weep i'm not complaining for presec i'm complaining for secondary schools in ghana that's right <laughs> it's not because I, i'm saying presec needs help okay if the presec has five thousand students imagine what other schools will be going through exactly let me go to this uh, other one <coughs> says uh, hmm godfrey just spoke about what um, i was thinking about uh misplaced priorities in in this country another thing i want you to discuss uh, is the government textbooks for the core subjects for senior high schools mm -hmm. try and get copies of uh, each <laughs> book and read mm -hmm. seriously it will be difficult to pass bc oh. even using them mm -hmm. the so-called past questions are actually the chief examiner's report of the various subjects oh this is coming in from ike in kukurin to me this one from Ni in choco says that good morning bernard and team mm -hmm. the things the government are introducing into schools are not the ones that will help the schools all those ideas are just to make money. Oh. Laptops for students, when we cannot even feed them, the hmm. prices will be inflated and the excess money stashed for elections. That's what you are alleging me hmm. from Choco. Hmm. This one said, Bernard, I'm a teacher in the central region. We close at 2.30 p.m. if there are no extra classes. This is coming in from Michael in Ousu, uh, talking about the shift matter. Hmm. This one says, Bernard, the hmm. public... Uh, basic primary schools are in shambles. Oh, Charlie. It is serious. That's coming in from Paul in Spengters. And this one says, Aloski, please note that even for the presec numbers you saw yesterday, yeah. the form ones were not passed. Is that serious? <laughs> They are home now. This one says, good morning mm. to the team. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Kinsley from uh, Banchiasi. Oh. Banchiasi. Banchiasi. Yeah, that's right. Under the uh, Kasabatria. Yeah. Yeah, it says that kindly tell the vice president to equip the existing ICT centers in the various schools mm -hmm. uh, before talking about these uh, laptops for students. Mm. Build new facilities where they are needed. Let's not create a new problem mm. with this one student, okay. one laptop thing. And just talking about education today, uh, you know your man, um, on a man, Alex Marking, you know he's introduced some yeah. uh, FUTU Teachers Day Award. Hey, today's so, the FUTU Teachers Day yeah, Award. That's right. So he's doing that in the central region uh, in his constituency. Celebrate teachers all right and students uh, this uh let's go back to the the, the points of about poker so, so the name of the town is osofu aman osofu aman that's what i'm being told that oh, okay. the town or country of the osofu apparently the place is the first settling place of the presbyterians in accra 
Oh, okay. Man. man. So it's not Osofia man. I'm, I apologize for that. Thank you very much uh, for that particular man. point. All right. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. So in the studio we have guess who we have? He's the speed star, the right winger <laughs> for Brighton and Hove Albion. Black stars, Tariq Lamte joins us wearing a nice African shirt. No, it's good to have you. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank We've you. We've been looking well. forward to talking to you for like ages. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Since you, you decided to, to play for the black stars. Some of us were actually praying you would say yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I appreciate the support. To be fair, I don't know if you know how big the EPL is. It is absolutely massive. Yeah, for sure. It's like people say it's like one of the best leagues in the world, and I feel I'm blessed and privileged to be to be playing in that. And I know how much hard work it gets to to get there. So, but yeah. it's it like you've you've risen so fast because I think the first time we heard of you, you were playing for Chelsea, Chelsea, the Chelsea junior team. Yes, the Chelsea Bees. So this would be six, seven years ago, Chelsea Bees. So were you born in London? Yeah, I was born in London. But like you said, I've risen fast, but you, you know, throughout the years, you put in countless amount of time on the off the pitch, but people don't see mm. the hard work, the sacrifices. Like, obviously, you see it now, but we don't see what my parents had to sacrifice, what we had to sacrifice when we were younger. Mm. But we, we thank God we're in this position, and we are blessed every day. So just tell me a bit about your upbringing in London. Are you the only child? Do you have other siblings? No. Nah, at what point did you enter sport? I have um, two younger brothers and one older. Okay. And yeah, I love my family. And from a young age, I was I was playing football, just kicking around with my dad. Okay. He used to take me downstairs in the park and he just used to enjoy the game. Okay. He just used to love it. Um, I remember that. He might not be, be thanking me for saying this, but my first, my first shirt was... Um, he dragged a Liverpool shirt on me. <laughs> so, yeah. He gave you a Liverpool he, shirt. No, Liverpool. exactly. It wasn't my choice, but he dragged it on me. <laughs> I see. But yeah, I remember the, the earliest of memory just playing with him. It's about a man of vision. Down, downstairs, <laughs> just kicking the ball, okay. just enjoying it, and then you mm. work your way through up. But, but which part of London did, where, where you, did you grow up in? Oh, West London. West, West, London. London. West London. Okay, so That's Chelsea was one of your local teams. Yeah, Chelsea, QPR, Fulham, Brentford, Fulham. Okay, Chelsea. Fulham is just down the road from from Chelsea. Okay, okay, so that's not far from. Okay, I know that place. So, so did you like play? So, at what point did you enter Chelsea's junior team? I think around the age of eight, nine. You go to like local side. Okay. You play with your local teams, your friends, having fun. Okay. Enjoying the game, and then I think there was one specific tournament that I went to. I think I did quite well. Wow. And they just invited me to come to the development center, and then from there, at eight, nine. Yeah, continue the journey from there. Amazing. But at that age, you don't even know. What's happening? You're just playing football for for the love of it, you know. But you were still in school then. Yeah, 100 percent. 100 in school. I see. So, at what point did the family say, "Look, Tariq, this is going to be your career"? To be fair, 
I don't think any they put any pressure on me. They, right. they saw that I I liked it a lot. I loved it. Yeah. And they said, okay, if you're gonna you're gonna do this, then mm. we'll help you to work hard. Obviously, there's gonna be sacrifices mm. and things that you need to to make sure you're doing. But mm. if you if you love it enough, then you'll be happy to make the sacrifices. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't easy, but nothing nothing good is, is easy. Which which were some of the heroes you were watching as a as a youngster? As a youngster. I think for me, I always say like people like Ronaldinho. Okay. I used to love watching him. He always played with a smile in his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone like um, Danny Alves, because obviously, yeah. full work in my position. Yeah. And then um, coming through the Chelsea ranks, you saw yeah. uh, Michael Essien playing oh, in the yes. two You always remember the strikes oh, that he yes. had. Yes. So, yeah. Oh yes. So I'm sure you saying was obviously. In fact, they're, they're doing this top ten African. Uh, yeah, EPL players of all time. Okay. I voted for ACN. Yeah, I wanted to vote yeah. for him three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ACN, ACN was a beast. Yeah, did was. you did you actually see him physically play? I've, yeah, because I think there was a few times where I was lucky enough to train with him, and yeah, he was trained with ACN. Yeah, like a few times. Um, I think towards the end of his career when he's coming. Wow. So, yeah, you can see the strike and the technique that he had. Whew. He has such an impact on the on the game because of his speed and his size and everything else he was an amazing guy so Chelsea was odd, normal for you it was like your, one of your local teams uh, yeah it wasn't too far to, to get to compared mm. to the other teams Okay, that's why similar to this guy Raheem Sterling I think Raheem Sterling also has QPR as his local team yeah. yes I think he also yeah. grew up in the same yeah. general area I, so. I see so how is life how, how is how is? I think you've been injured this season yeah but towards the end of the season I had a, obviously something small but I'm working hard on recovery and I should be back soon. What kind of injury was it? Uh, you, have to, you have to just keep working hard on it. You know? <laughs> okay, we see. <laughs> it's nothing, nothing too serious. Though. Not, nothing, nothing too serious, serious no, to come back. No. How was your Black Stars experience though? Like, uh, I think it's, it's amazing. Like I said, mm. we have a, a very good very good team. Um, we have a mixture of some great players playing all over Europe and yeah. I think the boys made it very easy for me to come into it's like a family environment and like we we enjoyed, but we know what we can we can do. We know what we can get to. Just have to keep working. I saw, I saw in a video yeah. dancing. Oh, why did you? Mention <laughs> <that>? <laughs> well, everyone, I, I, everyone wants to mention the video. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, haven't I, haven't seen it. I haven't seen the video. You I'll, should. I'll find it. For <laughs> you. No, it's okay. I think I, I think it's deleted from all social media. <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't a bad dance. It was a good dance. I, I just want to find out. Yeah. When did you decide that you know what? I'm I'm going to, you know, switch nationalities and play for the Black Stars. Mm. I think there was a number of things that, that mm -hmm. came into it. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you exactly when it happened, mm -hmm. but I think one of the the big pushes was when I was doing my charity foundation mm -hmm. uh, last summer. We did the the the, is it the match and the tournament, mm -hmm. and just the people and the, you see them and this just like amazing feeling that they give yeah. you, and you're grateful for the support always. So like. Yeah, that obviously made the decision. Oh, so you had already started the foundation here even before. Oh yeah, the, to play the for foundation. The has been obviously registered now and a couple of, I think a year or so. Mm. But the actual giving boots, um, doing like food parcels and a lot more things that we do. Mm. I have an amazing team here. Mm. We've been doing that for, I'll say like four, four or five, five years. years yeah, yeah, four or five years. So now. it means your your folks have been bringing you to Ghana long before even the I, to play. I originally came to to Ghana properly to do the foundation stuff last year. Okay. But we started, I would say, four or five years ago from Chelsea days. Really? To be honest. It was something that always had in my mind that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And my parents were good over the years of saving like kit, mm -hmm. boots. Mm -hmm. And the first job that we actually did um, was uh, all stuff that I owned. So like kits over the years, mm -hmm. boots over the years. And mm -hmm. you feel like you're in this position for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I love to use the position that I'm into to mm -hmm. help others. And I think it's like, yeah, it's just, it just what I love doing, to be honest. I'm taking all the credits then for him playing for Ghana because that project last year was me. Oh, the, 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 <laughs> and, and I must thank him. He, the, gave, he gave us a lot of really cool stuff. The, the, the project last 
Oh, okay. Yeah, when he came to Ghana for the first time. The Dasman boys did well. They were all over him last year. Yeah, well, like, tell him you must play for you Ghana. Were you surprised <laughs> at the reception you got when you got to Ghana? In yeah. terms of the, the people. To be fair, you don't know like what to expect when you come. Okay. Um, like the first time properly, and everyone's to see you. And it was that time of the decision that I think people were were aware. And like I said, I'm always grateful because it was uh, they were they were amazing. And yeah, like I said, we've been doing this this foundation things for for years. I have a really good team behind me. We call in Zantibas. Like they do a lot of work behind the scenes that mm. we we don't see to see who really needs the things. So it's wow. amazing, amazing work. They did really well and. I'm, I'm proud to be part of it. But I, I need to ask you this, though. So mm. with the foundation work, interesting that you had started work on that prior to actually even being here. How bound are you to foundation work? Like just being out there with these kids, giving a part of yourself? Because sometimes a lot of people still f- like feel that stars do this as a token. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a checklist. Check, I'm yeah. done. Foundation. Yeah, no. You know, What's some more work done. It looks good for the PR. Do but I feel like everyone is everyone is different. But for me personally, mm-hmm. I've always come from my upbringing. My parents were brought up poor like that. Um, it's always good to, to remember your roots and give back. And for me, it's, it's special because like I said, I didn't get this, in this position by myself. I've been blessed to be here. And it's always been a big thing for me to be able to use the position that I'm in to give back to others and to me I don't I don't really see it as a big thing that I'm doing mm. I just feel like it's just something that I want to do and I feel proud of doing it mm. and I want to try and help as many people as possible when like mm. I said I'm not doing it by myself um, the support is amazing mm. and I pray to God that I can continue to to keep doing all this all of these things that we're doing. Wonderful. And tomorrow you're in the Eastern Region. Yeah, someone kiss it. Yeah, exactly. Chase it. Have you been before? I've never been before, but I'm excited to go. <laughs> I'm excited to go. <laughs> to be honest. Like I said, I like I like doing all this. I like getting hands on with the with the work. Cause it's it's really important to me. Mm. It's really important. So tomorrow he's in Asaman Kese. Okay. Um, doing charity work, <laughs> yeah. and okay. then the day after he's in Accra. Okay. At Abilimpi, still doing charity work. Charity. What kind of charity work is that? Well, talking to kids, mm. uh, coaching clinics. Coaching uh, clinics? Yes. Yeah, coaching he, clinics. he gives little, little Teaching tips. Teaching them how to cross the yeah. wall. To be honest, <laughs> they, they probably already know. Mm. Uh, there's some amazing talent out there. You just have to go, yeah. and, go and look for them. Do you get surprised at the level of enthusiasm for football in Ghana when you go to these communities? No, because it's a, it's a footballing nation. Yeah. Everybody loves football here. You can, you can yeah. tell, you can see it. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a great, it's a great. You are such a fast winger. <laughs> Did you ever think of becoming like a sprinter or something? No, it was always football for me. Always football always for you. Football. When you, you were as a kid growing up, you watching it on the TV, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a passion. But at what point did you decide to play for the right wing and become a wing yeah. back? Who, who, who made that? Yeah, who made that choice? More for full back. To be fair, along the years I played in a number of positions. I played okay. right back. I played left back, centre mid. You've right done wing, left back, not centre mid. Centre mid, right, right wing, left oh, wing. Lord. So like, it's, it's wherever the coach puts you. To okay. be honest, and then. Okay. I think it was on the 18 level, mm-hmm. my 18 coach that he really tried to play me in this position. Yeah. And I think we had good success that year, so we just kept on with it. Wow. So that was a Chelsea under 18. Yeah, Chelsea under 18. I okay. see. And then, but so you do both wing back and then full back. Full, yeah, full back. You, you, you can, you can, you can do that. I, I wanted to ask you this mm-hmm. season though, like mm-hmm. you play in a team that is has been considered like, you've changed the style a bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, what's it been like working under Deserbi? I think. So in my time that I've had two two great coaches in mm-hmm. the bottom and the, the new gaffer right now, um, we we play exciting football. We always try to be on the front foot. Yeah, and yeah, we we score a lot of goals. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think it's entertaining to watch. To be honest, lots of passes. Yeah, lots of passes. There's a there's a there's a lot of training and yeah. thoughts and meetings that go into it. But really, like, yeah, how really. hard is it to make that switch? Like, you look so different from the team you played yeah. in last yeah, year. Yeah. What happens this year? Yeah, I think it's just like a, a foundation that we built. And then you just add to it um, everything that we work on or you see in the matches, we work on it in training. 
like it's not a coincidence. So, and yeah, like I said, he's a, he's a great coach, and um, hopefully you can just keep. But how hard. how easy is this for when I see a small team? I say to respect because typically the bigger teams would play possession football, mm-hmm. and all this like yesterday, uh, Brentford beat Man City and it's direct football. So usually you don't find smaller teams play the kind of possession game you guys play and do it so well. I think every te- every team has the their own identity. Mm. We just try to like we know the way we play. Mm. We just try to uh, make a stamprint on the game. Mm. Sometimes it's not always easy, but you believe in your methods and you just keep keep working. So how big is qualifying for Europe? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> I think it's the the first time in the club's history. So wow, <laughs> that says it all. I think the town will be going crazy. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> I think it's everyone is um, really excited. Wow. Really excited so when you when you put on that blue and white shirt and you you enter the Amex Stadium, what's the feeling like? It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Like mm. the fans are, are amazing. To be honest, mm. the the people are very nice in the the city. Mm. It's a it's a privilege to play for the club, and hopefully I can just keep working hard and continue that journey. Explain the rivalries to me for somebody who doesn't understand these things. So. For example, is, is your biggest rival Southampton or Bournemouth or Portsmouth? Because you're all or South Coast teams, right? Yeah, so How does this work? There's a lot of, the rivalries are built on different things. But okay. Let's not talk about our team <laughs> <of> today. <laughs> let's not talk about that team, team of today. No, no, I just wanted to understand because Southampton's been relegated, right? Yeah, they have. Which, which is quite a pity. The league is so tough. Yeah, it's a tough league. Yeah. Like any, to be honest, anybody can be anybody in that league. Yeah. That's why in the Premier League, you have to be on the game. You have to be... 100% every game you can't have it off day yeah, and for the first time all three promoted teams have survived yeah that's amazing I, that's amazing. I mean Leicester 2016 champions have been relegated that's just... I think it shows the strength of the league yeah like, anything can happen you can't you can't predict what will happen yeah. at the start of the season maybe some teams will always be yeah. at the top or, but yeah but what makes the league so tough is it the physicality people talk about like when you watch from television when you watch other leagues it seems slower so, for example, I'm watching La Liga or the Italian League. It seems very slow. The EPL is like very quick and very... How, how, how physically exacting is, is the league? <laughs> to be honest, like I said, when I was younger, I used to watch on TV. And then now you're being in it. I was yeah. like, wow. Because you play come against... When it was previously there, people like Sadio Mane, uh, Marcus Rashford. But it makes, it makes your game rise. And you develop every game, and it makes you into a better player. So it's it's an amazing league to be in, and you're always developing, and you're always finding your your best level. To be honest, you, you talk about that. Who are some of the toughest guys you've come up against? I think, for me, definitely at last season or the season before. I think it was definitely I saw Sadio Mane, the strength, the oh, pace, wow. yeah, uh, Marcus Rashford as well. Quick, yeah. But that, to be honest, there's you know there's so many fantastic players in the yeah, league. Yeah. You can do someone like the brain with a pass. He has the yeah. eye for the passes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's too many players, just to name a few. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring you back a bit. Um, you, you, you spoke about the impact of your family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how easy is it or difficult to navigate that path between being, you know, Ghanaian families. Mm-hmm. You have a very Ghanaian dad, a very mm-hmm. Ghanaian mom, but born in yeah. the UK, trying to get back again into being. Yeah. Uh, a very different Ghanaian culture again football wise How, how's that mix been for I don't, you? I don't really see it as a, a big difference you know because when you're brought up in a like you said my mom and dad are both from Ghana mm. and so I'm brought up in a, in a Ghanaian household and you have values from, from both England and Ghana and I think you get the best of both to be honest and it makes you into a, to a person that you are today mm. so you have to try and like I said embrace both sides and uh, you, you know about the food already the culture this is just amazing mm. so, I mean, to have the best of both is, is great yeah talking about that in terms of the black stars how has that been you trying to get into the team the integration how, how did it go for you i said i think i said that before like the mm. the boys were amazing mm. seriously mm. i can't i can't thank them enough for how they've welcomed me in 
and it's it's felt like effortless. Mm. Like it, to be honest, we're all playing football, but we built the things off the pitch as well, which is which is great. And I'm really grateful to the, the players, the coaching staff, and everyone involved. To be honest, because mm. um, I'm really enjoying my time. But like I said, the most important thing is the football and. Um, we're looking forward to building something great in the future. I think my your the, your game the game I enjoyed most was South Korea. <laughs> you, gave, you gave the guy on the left a lot of hell. <laughs> you never stopped running in that game. I don't know how tired you were because the Koreans also ran a lot. That game was a crazy game. What's your memory of that that match? The three two we, we beat yeah, them. That, that game was a crazy game. It was a crazy game. Yeah. I think I played against some um, son played against him in the Premier League before. Yeah. And you know what high quality level player he is, but. To be honest, when I'm on the pitch, I try to give everything for the team. Everything for the team. And no matter if you're tired, you're not tired, you have to run. <laughs> Everyone's got a job to do. So yeah. you have to put yourself aside and think about the team first, to be honest. You run so hard. I think there was, a, there was a chance you got. I think you got on the wing and there was space. But I think you were so tired. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, like I said, I, to be honest, I, have, I have a big engine. So I don't mind going up and down. And yeah. like I said, anything to help the team, we're, we're all there for it. But I, was, I was quite surprised the way the Koreans did in the tournament. Generally, I, I feel like they have a lot of energy. They have, they have a good team. They have quality. Yeah, they, they have quality. I think if you look at throughout their team, their players are playing in good leagues. Yeah. So we could, they're not really a surprise. I think I said at the time of the World Cup, you can't underestimate any team because yeah. everyone is at that level for a reason. Yeah. And yeah. But that was our best game, three two. Congratulations, <laughs> that was a good game. And, and you were my man of the match. Thank and, you. And, and in summation, like with the work that you're doing, what's mm. the grand vision for you at the end of this this foundation work yeah. that you're putting? Because obviously you're putting in the work. Yeah. Uh, you're showing up. Um, it's not like you're sending emissaries or something. You are actually right, showing yeah, up. Yeah. So what's the grand vision at the end for these kids that you are mentoring? I think it's, like, for me it's important to, to be there and to, to do things like this because like, I'm someone that doesn't like to be always there like in the spotlight and doing the radio and stuff like that. But I think for people, it allows them to help you. And I feel like everybody deserves a, a chance. Everyone deserves a, someone someone thing to... <laughs> well, somebody listening has sent in a question. Message. He says, uh, between yourself, Osman Booker, and Kamal, who do a foot race? <laughs> no, you have to ask them. You know, I think I back myself. I think you I back, back myself. Yourself, yeah. yeah, you bet on yourself. Yeah, I bet putting myself. a foot race. Yeah. But yeah, like I said before, I think it's important to give the the kids a chance. Yeah, like because everyone deserves a chance in life, and when it, what the little that you could do to help, then that's what you you have to do. And I like I said. I, I love doing these type of things, so it's but nothing big to me. We're talking to Tariq Kwame Ni Lante Lante, right back, a, a full a full back or a wing back for Brighton and Hove Albion for the Black Stars. Uh, he was at the World Cup, did great stuff. He's in Ghana to work on his foundation to also meet family. He's recovering nicely. He's hoping to uh, come back big and strong for Ghana as well. Uh, we're just happy to have him in the studio. Who do you want to give shouts to? Uh, your dad is here. Uh, I want yeah. to ask. I want to ask him a question. Come, come this way. So usually, football footballers would would always have a father or mother who's a sports person. So where did Tariq get his sports jeans from? Was it from you or from his mom? Ah, from me. Ah. <laughs> You're sure. <laughs> yeah, but the mom is also athletic anyway. So okay, yeah, she's. She's, she, um, she's quite quick anyway, so... So, are you were born in Ghana? I was born in Ghana. How long did you live there before you went to the UK? I was here till about 19. Oh, okay. And yeah. then you, you went, and I went to... to I went to the UK, yeah. I so. see. Did you ever play football in Ghana? Yeah, I played coach. You yeah, played coach? Yeah, I played coach. What yeah, position I play, did you play? Wing. 
Hey, hey. Quick. Give her mom the credit for Christmas, yeah. please. Oh, so, so, so your mom was also like sporty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So are, are, your, are your other brothers quick yeah. as well? Yeah. I, I brothers that quick. Yeah, they are. No, but not, not as quick as them. You know, they, they all yeah. got different quality anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Because in the modern game, speed is like one of the most important. He has a big engine and he has speed. And then he also has end product. Yeah, I think you can train speed. Speed is something that you have to have naturally. Anyway, yeah. So having speed is quite good for, for yeah. him anyway but yeah. you've got different qualities in his game and Tariq, you haven't picked yet i think you're still in your early 20s yeah because i'm told footballers pick at 27. oh really that's what i'm told so you probably <laughs> have like six more years of full speed. yeah i'm always developing i'm always trying to learn yeah from the people around me from the videos and stuff so mm. i'm looking forward to to see where i progress in the future but i know i can get to a high level yeah so if you are if you are listening in koforidia or is that samankesi is a, a a say, who knows you may you may meet Tariq Lamptey later today he'll come back to Accra as well you do some football clinics I'm sure a lot of the young kids who've been watching uh, the, the television will be happy to have some crosses and runs with him yeah you dribble to the right but you know I'm the bearer of good news what is this yeah so oh, his brother like signed his Jesse. No, he they can't sign up. He will now sign. Yeah, yeah. So if they can't sign up, you go sign your name on wow, it. Wow, Tariq. This yeah. Is, this is amazing. <laughs> no, so let me do you the honest. This. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> let me let me. You see that when the president they can't sign, you come on the pen for us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Tariq Lamte is in the studio, and we are, we are, we are hoping to see him in Kumasi one of these days when we do our Afcon qualifiers or whatever qualifiers we do. I'm sure the Black Stars can't wait to have him. As we prepare to win Afcon after 40 years in the wilderness, yes, yes. you know, I'm sure by the time you left Ghana, we had not even won. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It will come. It will come. Yeah, I think we win. I think they've got a good team. They've they got yeah, a good they team. Got a very good team. They've got a very young team anyway. So, yeah. But how often do you come to Ghana yourself? Um, because of what he's doing over there. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, but now I'm trying to come more. You want to come yeah, more? Yeah, no, Oyoga. 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 Because the name like Nilante. You are gone. You are cheap. Oh, you are cheap. Who can't you? I'm a speaker. Oh, amazing. 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 So it's time for the presentation. Yes. Yes. So that's Tariq Lamte presenting. Thank you very much, Tariq. All the best. All the best in Europe. All the best of the black yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful. Talent. Wonderful. No, I I trust that you don't go lost for that. No, I'm going to wear it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you, is it not going to? No, it's my size. Okay, I'm just... small, but I'll wear it. Medium is fine. Ah, okay. I'll, I'll put on a few. Tariq, special, just your last message to Ghanaians as, as you go. What was your final message to Ghanaians? I just want to say thank you. Thank mm. you very much. I really appreciate the support and everything. Yeah. And hopefully I can meet you guys soon. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes. And um, also tomorrow at the Samankese Methodist School Park mm -hmm. between 10 and 12, uh, the Assist Uplift Impact pro uh, project will be on. Assist, Assist Uplift Impact. So can students come? Can kids come? Everybody, family, feel family free. Come? Yeah. Around the area. Yeah, around at Park. Yes, you want to organize. You know what to yes, do. Yes, he's one of our listeners. You'll be yes. there. Wonderful. And then later on, that's on 31st, I believe we'll basic to school park as well. So it's tomorrow at uh, Asamankesi and then the day after. The day after. I believe we'll basic school park. Tariq Lamte, the speedster, <laughs> joining us for breakfast. Ni Lante Lamte. Have a, have a great day, bro. Thank you. Yeah, you
be the greatest, you can be the best You can be the King Kong banging on your chest You can beat the world, you can beat the war You can talk to God, go banging on his door You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock You can move a mountain, you can break rocks You can be a master, don't wait for luck Dedicate yourself to your Straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero, you could get the gold Breaking all the records they thought never could be broke Yeah, do it for your people, do it for your pride You ain't ever gonna know if you never even try Do it for your country, do it for your name Cause there gonna be a day when you're standing in the hall So Tariq Lamte passing through for breakfast, nice to meet him Nathan, the footballers are ordinary people like us. Okay. <laughs> the only thing is that they can run faster and they can play better, but they look just like us. Yeah. You know, I was used to what the first time I saw Thomas, but I said, ah, but you're just like me. <laughs> you know, but Charlie, it's, it's, it's not the way they look good. Cool. No, it's how they function, the ability, the ability to play. Oh my God. Cognitive oh skills God. and all of that. Yeah. And all of that. I'm happy his father has brought him back to Oh, Ghana. yes, it's wonderful. Wonderful. It's thing. wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Let's talk about Standard Water. Yeah, Standard Water has been giving us water for over 25 years. They are in 11 regions. They are expanding and yeah. they have water for you. You can call them on 0202 mm-hmm. 055 703 or 0547 334 all, types of, all types of water. Sachet, water, sachet, bottle, dispenser, dispenser, even customized water they have that for, for occasions. You. Now, if you are thinking of getting your project started and you are thinking of paying your fees and you don't have money, if you are a government worker, call First Atlantic Bank. We have the First Atlantic Bank payroll loan. Mm-hmm. You get up to 150,000 CDs mm-hmm. and you can also dial star 442 star 30 hash All to right. apply and enjoy the lowest rates. First Atlantic Bank refreshingly different. Yes. Old Mutual is 10 years. Do uh, great things. Yes, yep, they are doing great things every yes. day. Yes. 10 years old in this business. They have all kinds of great things they do. Yes. A prompt claims payment policy. They have WhatsApp insurance. They yes. have an annuity package. Yeah. All kinds of amazing things. Call them on 0501-579204 or visit oldmutual.com.gr Yes, sir. Finally, Roberts and Sons, yep. they've opened a branch in Kumasi at their Bripport Junction, adjacent to Angel FM and in the same premises as their Memphi Rural Bank. Call them on 0507-656-876 or 0501-519-111. They are open Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 and 9 to 1 p.m. on Saturday. Roberts and Sons, seeing is believing. Coming up next is Etec Monday. Yep, yep. An initiative of Mastercard Foundations, Regional Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning, part of the foundation's strategy to find solutions to Africa's youth and unemployment problems. And it's every last Monday of the month. Today, the 29th of May, we will be having a discussion on widening access to ICT infrastructure and connectivity skills. And we have a very fantastic panel. Frida Yossin, Senior Manager, Africa Center for Economic Transformation, Asset, Dario Bianchi. Chief Digital Officer, MTN, Safi Naje, Senior Programs Officer, Head of HR, St. Loss, and Tyrone Edumfum. Nathan Kwao is in the hot seat right after this. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. 
welcome to the May edition of EdTech Monday on the City Breakfast Show. We are live on City 97.3 FM on Facebook and on Mest Africa's Facebook page as well. Somebody asked, what is EdTech Monday? Now, EdTech Monday is a platform for EdTech entrepreneurs, education stakeholders and government reps to facilitate critical conversations on the use of tech for teaching and learning. The show is an initiative of the MasterCard Foundation's Regional Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning in ICT. And it's part of the foundation's strategy to find solutions to Africa's youth employment by closing the gap in access to quality education and advance the integration of tech in education policies and practices across Africa. Now, to realize this, MasterCard Foundation has partnered with Mest Africa to bring you EdTech Monday, which airs on the last Monday of every month, like this morning. And we are live on the City Breakfast Show. Today, we have an interesting topic. We are talking about widening access to ICT infrastructure and connectivity skills. Now, we do know that tech um, integrated learning has become popular all over the world. Yes, because of COVID and all. But in spite of its growth, Africa's ITC systems are limited um, to fulfill the current demand of ICT, including education. Now, if you get data from the African Development Bank, it shows that there's a large disparity in digital infrastructure investment across Africa's urban and rural areas, with only 6% of rural areas with digital connectivity. So this morning, we are exploring the challenges and solutions to widening access to ICT infrastructure and we are asking whether access to connectivity is solely responsible or solely the responsibility of governments or do private sector actors and other key stakeholders have a role to play. To help me discuss this, I have four very, very great guests. They understand their topic really, really well. I have Frida Yossin, who's Senior Manager at the Africa Center for Economic Transformation. Now, she's a consultant working with over 10 years of combined experience in international development, engineering, management, consulting, institutional reform and project and portfolio management, as well as the implementation of these solutions in a global context. Her experience spans across projects in Benin, in Cote d'Ivoire, in Dominican Republic, Ghana, Honduras, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and the United States. Frida, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. All right. Our second guest is Dario Bianchi. Dario is Chief Digital Officer at MTN Ghana. He's an experienced digital professional with a passion for digital transformation and designing and developing digital products. He's currently the Chief Digital Officer at MTN Ghana, where he's responsible for leading the development and growth of digital channels like my MTN and digital platforms such as Ayoba and uh, Kinosis. Dario, good morning. Kinosis. Good morning. <laughs> and Dario supports Inter Milan internationally. Yes, yes I do. Okay. Yes, so, I do. So, so let me get you properly. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Thank you. Our <laughs> 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 guest is uh, Safi Naja. Safi Naja is Senior Programs Officer and Head of HR at Sendlos. Now, she sees no end to education and professional self-development through open educational resources available online, largely free, I should add. Her desire is to see a future where every Ghanaian child of school-going age has access <coughs> to quality education, be it formal, informal, or non-formal, through virtual and technology-mediated learning, and go on to become an effective contributor to the growth of the Ghanaian economy. Safi, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. Great. And finally, I've got Tyron Edunfum. He's executive director, Girl Code Africa. He's a highly skilled marketing professional with over 15 years of experience in digital marketing. He's worked across various markets in Ghana, Liberia, and the USA, where he focused on digital growth for numerous companies. He's the founder and executive director of Girl Code Africa, an initiative aimed at bridging the gender divide in the African tech space. Tyron, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you for having me, Nathan. Great, great guys. It's a pleasure having everybody here. Let me start off with Tyron, Safi, and Frida. So I'm throwing the same question at you. You can give me your different perspective. Okay. What are the parameters that define access to ICT and how far has Ghana advanced at closing that divide, especially in relation to quality infrastructure for ICT? I don't know. Safi, you want to begin? I, I mean, I would say ladies first, yes. but okay. let, me, let, me just, <laughs> let me just try. Okay. Um, for me, it's, um, first of all, availability of infrastructure, right? Um, it's in the urban areas, it's fine. But in the rural areas, it's a, still a problem, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's the affordability of services. I mean, we can afford it most of the time in Accra, mm -hmm. Kumasi, wherever, but mm -hmm. other places can't. And it's the digital literacy and skills gap, right? We are, at Girl Code, we are trying our best to bridge that gap in terms of the literacy part of it. But there's still more to do, and we always need that help. Mm -hmm. So I've been pulling Daryl's leg this morning already. <laughs> yeah. I see, um, I see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, 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 in terms of infrastructure, probably Dario can speak to the details. Yes. But I think, you know, a lot of us, when we think about infrastructure, we're thinking about um, the number of data centers we have, the number of uh, fiber optic cables we have, right? Um, I think from we have a, a good number of those. I think we have four internet exchange points. Yeah. We have... Um, he'll speak to that. But yes. outside of that, um, I would also say that the the ecosystem around it that supports exactly what he said. So okay. what are the policies that support infrastructure working? What are, who are the institutions that make all of this run, right? So thankfully, Ghana has more than 11 policies and strategies <laughs> around everything around data and infrastructure. And we have, you know, about uh, three or so institutions, Ministry of Communications, Ministry of uh, uh, NITA, all of them, mm -hmm. right? So we have a pretty good ecosystem uh, for digital infrastructure. The okay. question is now getting it to be affordable, to be affordable. and accessible. I yeah. see. Yeah. Frida. Uh, right. Sorry, Safi. So just to add to what um, Tyrone and Frida mm -hmm. have said, there is need for policy. Mm. especially in the education, I sit in the education space. So the Honorable Minister, Dr. Yao Oseeduchum, mm -hmm. is seeing to it that we have a policy that is fit for purpose, mm -hmm. that is current and takes into consideration all the evolution that has gone on with technology, edtech. Mm. And so the new ICT the education policy okay. that will come out of the review is going to promote competition, innovation, and investment in the ICT sector. See, competition, innovation, <laughs> and mm -hmm. investment. Um, Darry, let, let me bring you in. Now, 13 years ago, Africa first welcomed fiber optics, but broadband access today is still very uneven. Not everybody has access to broadband. What are the unique challenges in Ghana? What has worked? What hasn't? And what needs improvement? 
So yeah, and thank you for the for the question. Building infra broadband infrastructure in a country is very it's very difficult because you need to have access to the to the spectrum, so to the radio waves, and then you have to build infrastructure, and that means build the towers with the with the radio, and then you also have to get a way to connect to the towers. Okay. Many majority of the towers are still uh, with microwave, but if you want to really have a real proper speed, you need to connect fiber. And that's where a lot of the issues come. We have, as, as MTN, almost over 9,000 kilometers of fiber, but 9, we, keep on having, yeah, we keep on having issues because, of course, we roll out the fiber. We try our best to always put them in trenches instead of aerials so that it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it can survive, can stay with if there are like uh, storms or everything. Yeah, yeah. But then we do a lot of construction in Ghana. So when <laughs> when a new road is being is built, then it can happen and the fiber gets cut, and then we create uh, uh, some sort of um, issues for for customers in that region. So what we believe is important is to keep on collaborating. We are strong believers that partnership with the government institution and with the other operators is is the best way to provide a more uh, more. To get more customers with proper um, okay. connectivity, so build infrastructure together. We collaborate with uh, with GFEC, of course, for rural connectivity, but we have to do more by working together so that we can provide broadband to every single person in Ghana. Great, I, I think it's it's a very you know interesting foundation we've laid. We all know the importance of broadband and ICT if we want to do ed tech and all of those things. Um, Dario, what the work that you are doing at MTN and 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 Frida, the work you are doing at the Africa Center for Economic Transformation, when the work that you guys so can you just highlight what you are doing just to bridge that divide because like we've established in the urban areas, it's almost okay people mm -hmm. get access mm -hmm. to internet in the rural areas not so much. So what are what are you the institutions you work for? What are you doing in that space to try and bridge that digital gap? Yeah. Well, first, first of all, I love that this panel represents all the different ecosystem yeah. actors, right? We've got some government representation, government, private, yeah, sector, private sector, academia, NGOs, right? Um, so ASSET, uh, for those who don't know, is an economic policy institute here in Accra. It's Pan-African. And so we focus on the research and analysis and advocacy around these issues. So specifically, for instance, uh, we, we're re currently doing some research okay. on the digital ecosystem in Ghana mm -hmm. with um, IDOS, which is a German op uh, operation. And we're looking at what are the different gaps in infrastructure, in services, and then how do we bring those issues to the table, to government, mm -hmm. to private sector, and to our NGO partners to bring them all together. Mm. The other thing that we do is that we advocate at, on different platforms, not just in Ghana, but on international mm. platforms. So for example, uh, we sit on a program called the G20 Compact with Africa, mm -hmm. and we are working with 12 different countries their respective ministries of finance, their respective PPP units, to help them understand the issues that our private sector partners come, they say, hey, it takes too long to build anything in your countries, okay? The risk is too high, da 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 da. So we sit with our all of our counterparts and we actually do peer-to-peer -peer learning sessions where private sector can engage with government, can bring all of them together and actually walk them through day-to-day issues that they need. They need to prepare, let's say, a new project for a new fiber optic line in their country. Mm -hmm. yeah. How do they actually do that? And so we play that convening role and we also advocate for increased investment mm. um, in, mm. the, in the ecosystem. Okay. Dario? 
So what do we do? We bring broadband to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Very simple. Yeah, that's it. That's so it. no, I mean, we, we uh, of course, we st I mean, it's not perfect yet, but if you look at the numbers, we cover with 4G over 99% of the population. So that is a, is, a, is a key layer where we can then build on top. And what we're doing on, on top of the connectivity that we bring is we are trying to reduce the cost of devices. Because once you have covered an area or a village or yeah. a city, then you say, okay, how can people get the device? And devices are still expensive. Yeah. So in our base, we have around 50% of customers that has still use uh, only a young phone and they don't have access to a smartphone. So how can we reduce the, 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 the cost of the device? So we have a lot of programs using mobile money where you can buy devices in like smaller installments. And so that's something we are, we are working on that is very important. And then through the foundation and through different other programs, we also do a lot of education because once you, you get a device, then what do you do with it? How can you make sure that you make yeah. the most of, of, of the device that you can, you can use it for education or to learn new skills? Mm. So it's a, it's a continuous uh, um, activity. It's a process. Exactly, it's, it's a process it's, it's, that it's you start with the connectivity, you start with the fiber, then the connectivity. Then, of course, you, have, you need to make the data affordable. And I have to say, device. of course, it can always be. We can always do better, but uh, in Ghana, if you look at the continent, uh, the, the cost of data is uh, is not the most expensive. We are not maybe the cheapest, but it's relatively okay. Then we have to make sure that we bring, you know, devices and make sure that devices are affordable. Mm. Great. Just, uh, so, just, I just wanted to ask a quick question on the previous one. In terms of connectivity, have we looked at low orbit satellites instead of fiber lines? So there are some work that the ministry and the regulator have started with uh, with satellite, okay. uh, not mm. with us, with with our with, our, with one of our competitors. And uh, so I think we all heard about Starlink is live in uh, in Nigeria. So mm -hmm. Starlink could also come to Ghana, but right now it's very very expensive. So it's not going to be a solution okay. right now. Right. But in the foreseeable future, it could be that uh, they reduce the cost. Right now, I think the device is over four hundred dollars. So. Wow. Yeah. That's steep. That's yeah, deep. exactly. <laughs> Let me bring Tyron and, and Safi in. And the, the, this question is for the two of you. What would you advise that, you know, <clears throat> what action would you advise to ensure inclusion and, and equity, especially for rural Africa? Safi, do you want to go first this time? Uh, All right. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. you. So, um, in order to foster or ensure inclusion yeah. and <clears throat> equity mm -hmm. in uh, access to ICT, I would advise that we make more policies that include the needs of uh, the less privileged, includes the needs of the rural folk, the rural communities, and also reduce policies that will help reduce the rate or the cost of connectivity mm -hmm. the cost of devices okay cost of data too cost of data yeah. also training of girls gifted and talented children out of school children uh, youths that are non-literate and adults training them in digital literacy in rural africa okay. is really very is key mm. and also uh, provision of power in the rural areas. That's yeah, very important. Yes. Very important. Because all of this can't function without electricity. Tyre. Yeah, so um, I 100% agree with what Safi was saying. Um, it's a multi 
uh, pronged approach for me. So um, for me, it's when we were doing with Girl Code, we, the first thing we did was we had to get the community involved. Okay. Because it's, you can try and get things done, but if they don't buy into it, yeah, then it's... Uh, the the buying is... Exactly. It's so, 100%. So we actually got one of the chiefs involved. He called all the... Um, the stakeholders and got them involved. Um, getting the infrastructure, that's key. Um, it's the cost of setting it up. I know that um, people like MTN, they can get it done, but the problem is, it's the cost of maintenance. You know, it's the cost of getting it out there. If you look at the internet penetration, I think it's uh, over 60%, right, mm -hmm. yes. in, in the country. But the rural areas, the population, they account for over 70%. And the urban is just under 30. But the penetration in uh, the urban areas is over 90%, yeah. whilst the others is just over 40. So um, it's a lot of those things that need to be done. And as I said, the digital literacy is, as well. Kate, um, creating things that are relevant to their communities and not just um, a broad approach. Mm, I see, I see. Safi, let me, let, let me come back to you. Let's, let's talk about the support that is needed to increase investment in ICT infrastructure so we can lay the foundation for access to technology-backed education. Because you mentioned that there was a policy review, there will be a lot more focus. So what kind of support is needed to make all of this really possible, investing in ICT infrastructure? All right. So first of all, I would say political will. If there is no political will, there is no way all these fine ideas going around the table would come to fruition. Mm. So we are fortunate we have the political will now and so we now have to look at um, making favorable policies and regulatory frameworks that would also provide incentives. Okay. And I think this will drive investment in the ICT mm. sector. I see. Wonderful stuff. Uh, you're listening to Etech Monday on the City Breakfast Show. Today we are discussing widening access to ICT infrastructure and connectivity skills. My guest for the morning, um, I have Frida Yorsin, who's a senior manager at the Africa Center for Economic Transformation. I have Dario Bianchi, who's chief digital officer at MTN Ghana. I've got Safi Najer, who's a senior programs officer and head of HR Sendlos. And Tyron Idunfum, Executive Director, Girl Code Africa. Dario, let, let me bring you back in. I'll take your thoughts and Tyron's as well. Um, now, ICT infrastructure is is very dependent on the functionality of, of other services. So, like access to electricity works and all of those things. Now, with the current disparities as we see, how do we go about policy inclusion to ensure last mile access? So, I think, as we said, previously partnership is is critical so the first thing is make sure that we work with the with the community so to really understand what are the needs of the community and which players uh, are active in the community and can then bring their skills or their assets to the to, to make sure that we can bring connectivity or broadband or uh, um, and bridge the, the digital divide in that community that's critical and we have to work also of course with the government Institution, so we are working closely with the with the Ministry of Communication and Digitalization to make sure that we work collaboratively to achieve the objective of uh, moving Ghana to the to the getting more people in Ghana to uh, enjoy a digital uh, their digital experience. Uh, the other part is also partnership with uh, 
the other uh, private with the private sector. So we <clears throat> we work collaboratively with the other operators. So recently, for example, we had a, a national roaming agreement. So if somebody from if uh, you are a Vodafone customer, but you are in an area where there's no uh, Vodafone, they think then roam on our network so that you don't have to be on MTN to enjoy the best network, although we have the best network. So <laughs> 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 I like that. I like Shot, that. Shots fired. Exactly. To work uh, uh, together. That's really the key, the key element of our, of our strategy with the government, with the other um, ICT players and with the other telecommunication players. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, for me, I think there needs to be a holistic approach, right? Um, in terms of if there are connectivity issues, it's working with ECG as well as yeah. the telcos, right? To make sure that their their plans align. <clears throat> so where there's going to be connection in terms of power lines here, they they also work on that route. So it's just having that conversation between NGOs, um, telcos, telcos. And, and everybody. For us as well, what we did as well for we so how Girl Code operates is we build forty foot um, containers, <clears throat> but we also have the capacity to put um, um, man uh, my bra brain freeze. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Solar, solar, solar on top of it. Yeah, on top of it. So at least there we keep that connectivity going all okay. the time. So the, so whether or not there is electricity, exactly. Still some power, exactly. That's, that's behind exactly. The, uh, so connection. I know once again it's the cost of maintenance and all of these things, and it's the skills that need to be taught to be able to do mm. this. But I think once everything is aligned. Mm. Um, there could be better services all around. Interesting. The issue of cost has come up. That's why I was happy there were questions on the investment because it is very cash intensive. Intensive. You need a lot of money to get this going. Frida, let's let me take your thoughts on how we can harness access to ICT infrastructure um, to advance gender equality, empower women, and even help us attain the SDGs. Mm -hmm. Actually, can I? Speak no, on no the problem. investment can, yes. before I come no, to no that. Um, so that. one of the things that we hear a lot from the private sector and our research is that um, there are a couple things they need to actually invest. Sure, the policy environment is, is critical. Yeah. And yes, we have 11 policies, but are they fit for purpose? Right. And when I come to the country, is it actually easy for me to, to get what is in the policy implemented? Hmm. But two, they ask, are, are these, these projects bankable? Am I going to get my money, money back? back? Are they yeah. structured in a way that I can get my money back? And two, are they are they risky, right? A lot of or there's a perceived uh, there's perceived risk mm -hmm. in African in investments, and so are there opportunities for governments to create, say, for example, guarantee mechanisms or okay. the World Bank that will be there for me in case my investments <laughs> yeah. go south, right? <laughs> And then lastly, the time it takes to do all the preparation and is long. Mm. So in, on average, in, in a lot of African countries, they can take infrastructure, maybe it take like 10 years to actually get infrastructure set up. But I go to South America, I go to Europe, and maybe within three to five years, I'm done. I'm in and out. I'm yeah. gone. So who wants to invest when I know yeah. it's going to take me 10 yeah, years all, to go all, all back these, and get my investment? These so these are some of the things that we need to, you know, get worked on. Um, but in terms of, you know, girls and women, I mean, we've got girls code here. Like, I think, <laughs> you know, 
As a woman myself, one of the best things is the flexibility that uh, having access to uh, ICT gives me. I can work from home. All of us now are excited about COVID and being able to work from home. Thank God for that. You know? um, and that frees you to be able to multitask, right? So if you're home, you're working, you're doing this, you're taking care of so many other things. Um, but also for women, it offers an alternative path for advancement, right? Yeah. So um, we're in, in our rural areas, unfortunately, many of our young girls are still stuck That's with true. the traditional roadmap that they've been given for markets or farming or whatever. ICT opens so many new avenues, so many opportunities for new career paths uh, that women can explore and okay. make an income as a result. I see. Wonderful stuff there. Darren, let me bring you back in. I'll take Safi's thoughts as well. Now, what role can partnerships and private investments, you know, by stakeholders play in widening access and connectivity so that we can have this technology-backed education that we all want? So... Our strategy as, as MTN, like a couple of years ago, we, we released our new group strategy called Ambition 2025, and the objective is to move from being a telco to become a platform. So, and that's a key part of our to strategy. To move from being a telco to, to a, a platform. platform. So we want everybody, businesses, as startups and consumers to make the most, to use our platform. So we have five key platforms, and the most critical, of course, the most important is, is mobile money. But we also have a two uh, very important platforms. One is um, Ioba, that I hope all of you have Ioba on your phone. <laughs> and uh, Ioba is a, is a super app where we are getting more and more local startups, some of them also in the education space, to build services, we call them micro apps, that can live within Ioba. And okay. the beauty is that Ioba is free. So okay. if you are on the MTN network, you don't have to use data to, to use it. So we can, we, re we had some uh, education uh, uh, micro apps. And so you can stay there on the app and you, it doesn't use your, okay. your data. We also have another platform called Kinosis. That's a bit more technical. It's around mm -hmm. API. But again, we believe that to bridge the digital divide, we need to help the end user, but also the startups. We believe that startups can really be the growth engine of, uh, of Ghana. And uh, through startups, through Chinosis, through Ioba, we can really make, help them growing and become, from being startups to become real proper businesses. I see. Wonderful. Safi? Yeah, so uh, partnerships, <coughs> states, between state and non-state actors, mm -hmm. is really crucial in providing the investment needed to get ICT infrastructure expanded and also content, e-content created. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'll say the Center for National Distance Learning and Open Schooling comes in because okay. a lot of our interventions, our virtual interventions have come about not only as uh, from support from the government, but also from non-state actors, mm -hmm. uh, UNICEF, UNESCO, Plan okay. Ghana. Okay. So we have our e-content production studios at oh. St. Loss to promote uh, digitization of electronic content. Okay. Uh, we have our iBox, the intelligent box, which is an offline learning management system, okay. which has on it our core subjects and some elective subjects. And you don't need connectivity, but it has browsing capabilities. And these were deployed to schools that were seen to be underperforming. Mm. 
and after impact assessments, we've seen growth, positive growth in uh, the learning outcomes. Okay, I see. Yes. So we also have the online version of the Intelligent Box, which mm -hmm. was launched during the COVID mm -hmm. era, and mm -hmm. it has all the content and resources that are mm -hmm. on the iBox, but can be accessed online. We also have the Learning Passport, which is offline, mobile, and then online, okay. and provides content for children P1 to JHS3. Okay. How, how does it work? How does it work? The learning passport. So it has resources for the children. Okay. Is it a device? Yes. It's a device. Yes. Okay. 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 It's a learning management system. Okay. That you can have on your phone. You can access on your phone, on a laptop, tablet. Mm, I see. Let, 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 let's just go back. You mentioned the, um, the recording studio Day. Yes. I mean, how, 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 the, how does that work? How do you integrate all of that into the learning? So we have our content. Mm. In the past, we used to work with the private sector mm, okay. to record our videos for, I don't know if you've seen um, the Ghana Learning TV. Yes, I've seen, I've seen the learning channel. I've watched it a okay. few times. So that's audiovisual content that you see. We used to do those recordings outside okay. or in partnership with the private sector. Yeah. So right now, we are going to save on cost and produce and the them produce. in house. Okay, okay. And, and then, then the material gets distributed. Yes. And then others can also come in and use our studios to produce <laughs> e-books, audio books, etc. Mm. And then I'm also not sure if you've heard about STEMnovation. I have heard of STEM. Okay, that, that, so that competition. Yes, yes so the STEMnovation yeah. competition that was organized for SHS, Senior High Technical Schools okay. and TVET Schools. It was organized by the Free SHS yes, Secretariat. Yes, yes, yes. So it was, it was produced and then aired or streamed live from our studios. I see. Yes. Yeah. If I may add, uh, talking about studios, so one of the main project that we are working on is the Ghana, I, I hope you all heard, is the Ghana ICT Hub. Yeah. So it's a $25 million project. Uh, we did a shortcutting a couple of few weeks ago. Yeah, Hopefully it's going to open end of 2024. And uh, it's going to provide infrastructure for exactly what she was talking mm, about, but also for teaching and especially remote teaching. Okay. So maybe they're going to be like teachers in, in Accra and then they can uh, train people or other teachers uh, uh, in the country. Okay. So we are really looking forward to the... Okay. To the we're so going to start working in the next few weeks and then uh, the, the opening will be at the end of next year. So, so the hub will have like what, recording spaces? We are, we are, working, we are working now with a the, with the, with the couple of technology partners to decide how, what is going to be the best structure. There will be um, co-working space, will be training session, classes, but also we are looking also at potentially studios for recording yeah. and, uh, and similar things. See, that's, that's, that's wonderful. It looks like we are really taking the game to, exactly. to, 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 to meet the challenge. Nathan, yeah. To add to that, we will soon be launching the Ministry of Education television station ah. from our studios. I see. That's, that's fun. That's yes. great. At least there's a learning channel. So, so this ministry like adds the Ministry of Education channel Adds, adds to that. I don't know how many people have have 
found the learning channel but if you are home and you are listening just scan your your, your it's free to air so you can find the learning channel great content for your kids when they are home and they don't have anything doing you can let them watch that um frida and tyron let me let me get your thoughts we are we are we are wrapping up now how can we address the digital skills gap for the future of education most especially access to connectivity skills and devices very important by young people yeah, I think there's I like there's a lot to do right in terms of the skills gap, and um, I think as Tyrone mentioned er earlier, this is a multi-pronged approach that involves all the different actors in the ecosystem actually working together to do this right. So I'm so happy that Sendlos has started some of these things. Ministry of Education has started some of these things, but from the startup perspective, I'm part of the Ghana STEM Network. I know so many additional NGOs who are doing robotics, who are doing innovation, who are uh, coming e-campus, right? Different learning platforms. So I think uh, on one hand, the, the public sector has to take a lead in clearly defining these are the areas that we are targeting for skills improvement, okay? And this is where we need the rest of you to fit in. Mm. So then those who have strengths in the private sector in some of these areas can come in and pitch in um, but there's there's just so much to do in terms of stem we've started but there's so much to do mm. um, in terms of uh, just the mm. rural areas training them around just how to use uh, digital devices so so all okay. I would say is you know there are so many partners it's a collaboration mm. that really needs to work to make them happen because there's so much innovation already on the ground I see time yeah. Um, I 100% agree. And if you're taking it back to the previous question about the gender equality, mm -hmm. right? I mean, um, for us, is this all started through my daughter just saying, hey, what can we do for um, girls in Africa? You know, and I pretended, shrugged her off, go do your research. <laughs> she came back, said, hey, Africa has the most natural resources in the world, but we're probably last or last but one in terms of GDP. Um, how can we get these sustainable development um, goals for five and eight how can we do that so for us is it's giving them setting up the infrastructure giving them the tools in terms of accessibility um, and that's what we're doing at girl code is just to try and get to those areas because most of the time we're focused around accra the places where there is connectivity and not um, external but also it's as um, frida was saying is multi-pronged right it's not in this world is who you know so it's not just about giving you the skills it's also giving you the exposure so summer camps um so other networking you know innovation camps and stuff we're new to this i'm i'm to be honest with you i'm winging it uh, so i'm gonna be in dario's office uh, frida Safi's uh, office yeah you know so um but it's been challenging the hardest thing is in life to me right now is doing good is the hardest thing doing good is the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah because it's just been challenging but it's worth it so mm. um, with all these things and these experts a lot of research and development we can go a long way mm, i see wonderful there's a question uh, safi that's your question you're talking about the ibox somebody's asking mm. is the ibox an app we have to download and how do you, you spell, spell ibox, IBOX. <laughs> <laughs> <All> it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the ibox is actually the intelligent box mm. and you don't have to download it okay so the ibox is 
um, deployed to a school. Okay. And students within a hundred meter radius, but this can be expanded, access can be expanded, can access the content. Okay. So the iBox is a device. Yes. It's a, a device. tangible device that yes. you can see. I see. With the content uploaded onto it. Mm -hmm. So you can access it within a hundred meter radius or beyond that on your tablet, smartphone, okay. Okay. laptop. Uh, okay. You mentioned that it's deployed um, to the school. And, and apologies if I'm just staying on I just want to get a better understanding. You mentioned that it will be deployed. So what, does the school request for it or it is sent? It, it has to be sent to every school by nature of the so, policy or is... So in 2016, yeah. in 2016, it was produced and deployed to schools that were found out to be low performing low performing yes yeah, so it was part of a project and so far as far as we get funding more of the i-boxes will be deployed will be to deployed other other schools beneficiary okay so, schools. so the deployment is done from the ministry side yes okay okay i was just curious to know how many of them have been deployed so far so far over 200 oh nice i see so, so, so you identified schools that were low performing and then you sent these devices yes, to them so, so it would push up their performance. Yes. Just a quick one. Are they taught how to use it? Yes. The, the ICT teachers and coordinators are trained by SendLoss. Part of our mandate is to uh, do capacity building. Okay. So we train teachers in the use of e-learning systems. Okay. And this accounts for uh, CBD points for teachers. So uh, we train the teachers, we train the students. So that's what it is. Interesting, interesting stuff. But, I mean, like we've established, a lot more needs to be done. Guys, let me take concluding comments from you. The conversation is just blown by very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> let me just take concluding comments. And if there are questions, we'll go through the message box and try and answer them. Uh, Taran, let me start off with you. Um, for me, it's, I think as in everything we do there's a start as an end we were born we will one day die let's just make a sure we have leave a good impact in this world right um there's a lot of people that need help there's a lot of girls out there that need assistance um so i was proud when my daughters said hey what can we do so um I'm, as i said i'm new to this but i'm really going to be reaching out to everybody on this panel um, even yourself, Nathan, um, <laughs> no just to make sure that we can empower people more. Um, mm. There's a lot of good things happening out there. We just have to make sure it's being done in the right way. Mm, great. Frida? Yeah, I think... Um you know, there's a, there's a lot to do, and there's a lot of there's a promising future ahead of us in terms of ICT and and how it can uh, transform Ghana in the future, right? Uh, but I think our our policymakers have a lot of uh, decisions to make. Um, they have uh, some some work to do in bringing all of the actors together so that we can work together to support each other. But also, we should we should also remember that we can even work regionally. Right to across okay. Africa to get some of these economies of scale. Um, we don't always have to be only Ghana doing everything. Mm -hmm. Actually, if we work across our borders as well in terms of collaboration, the MTNs can probably cover more, right? Um, if multiple multiple countries are involved. So to our policymakers, we're here to support you. Um, <laughs> reach out to all all the different actors and stakeholders. Mm. Dario. So 
the, the message for us is that as MTN, bringing connectivity is the least we can do, and bring fast broadband everywhere is the least we can do, but we want to do more. As I said, we want to be a platform uh, where any player can just then, let's say, ride on our platform. So my, my recommendation is to go on IOBA and see how you can build uh, educational or training that sits within IOBA so that we have over 2 million customers using IOBA every month. And um, then it's, it's a very powerful platform to uh, get more people educated around digital and uh, to really get new skills. Criteria. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Safi, All right, the final so word. I'll reiterate what Tyron, Frida, and Dario have said. Uh, we need to increase, deepen the partnerships to do more in increasing access to ICT infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And also, I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you all to our upcoming conference on digital and distance learning. It's going to take place at uh, Labadi Beach Hotel, okay. 27, 28th of June. Okay. Mm. We had one last year, and it brought together stakeholders, even from outside Ghana, within the region, the sub-region, and a lot was uh, achieved. Mm. So right. we hope that this second one will achieve more and bring more stakeholders together. Okay. All right. Sure. So if you need to reach St. Loss, yes, you will get us on... Um, Zero three zero two nine eight six two six three nine eight six two six three. Okay, or you can email us at info at dot gov dot gh, mm. or check us out. Check our website www.sendloss.gov.gh. Thank so, so, yeah, Nathan, I just wanted to say, um, I don't think we've given a shout out to MasterCard and MES actually mm -hmm. for they putting are, this, are, yeah. putting yeah, this together are, because yeah. they've they been are. really helpful Excellent. and influential and helpful for me at Girl Code in particular. It's just given the guidance, even though nothing really has transpired that uh, that's had a major impact mm -hmm. yet, but it's the assistance they've been given each time. If it's just having somebody to even just guide you. 100%. 100%. And even the research that we've done at Asset too, yeah. a lot of that has been funded by MasterCard mm. Foundation. Yeah. Guys, it's been fun talking to all of you. <laughs> it's the day, May edition of EdTech Monday. Now we're live on City 97.3 FM. We're live on the City Breakfast Show. We're live on City FM's Facebook page and Best Africa's Facebook page as well. I had Frida Yorsin, Senior Manager, Africa Center for Economic Transformation. I also had Dario Bianchi, Chief Digital Officer, MTN Ghana, here with me. I also had Safi Najer, who's a Senior Programs Manager, Head of HR at Sendless, and Tyron Idunfum, Executive Director, Girl Code Africa. We've been talking about widening access to ICT infrastructure and connectivity skills, all part of EdTech Monday. And like I said from the beginning, EdTech Monday is a platform for EdTech entrepreneurs, education stakeholders, and government reps to facilitate critical conversations on the use of technology for teaching and learning. EdTech Monday airs every last Monday of every month. And it is live on the City Breakfast Show and also live at uh, City 97.3 FM and Mest Africa. My name is Nathan Kowals, your moderator for the session, and we'll catch you in June.
Biggest conversation. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show music coming from Prince. Now enrich your breakfast with the nourishing goodness of Dano Milk Cool Cow Instant Powdered Milk. The rich taste of Dano Milk makes a perfect combination with your tea, oats, cocoa, etc. to give you that great tasting breakfast you've always desired. Dano Milk Cool Cow is fortified with vitamin A and is also a good source of protein and nutrients such as vitamin B12 and iodine to help you stay nourished and strong always dano milk is affordable and in a shop near you choose dano milk today for your refreshment and build your strength every day dano milk go for it now this ad is fda approved quick birthdays before we head out of the studio happy birthday to reverend david clotty general overseer of the glorious light of salvation chapel accra from your son isaac clotty this one says happy birthday to amy nakai kwashi of rinsey royal montessori school she's six today may you grow up to be a blessing to your generation messages from your mom and dad mercy and daniel squashy A few more quick birthdays before we leave. This one says happy birthday to Lawrence. 
Kote Nikwe of Milton Keynes UK from your guy Evans of City TV. Happy 10th birthday to Jaden Kwekwa Pietuanka of Red Church School. This to wish you God's blessings and favor from Dr. Kwekwa Pietuanka of the Ghana Reinsurance Company. Happy birthday to Eresi Gansa of Ghana Immigration Service from Daniel Kansuk. Uh, happy 10th birthday to Israel Jaden Kukwa uh, Aidan Aqua of Canadian Splendor Tema. Big love from us all Kojuaraba, Uncle Abeku, Auntie Ra, Grandma, and the entire family. And I'd say a belated happy birthday to Elsa Gabriela Mwaku. Belated happy birthday to Elsa. Best wishes from your parents, from myself, Auntie Gina. From grandma, everybody. A few more, and then we'll call it a morning. Please help me celebrate my wife, Chief Inspector Joyce Nyaku of Nyaku of Ashaiman Divisional Headquarters. Today is her birthday from the children of Mary Kofi Abna and Nakosia. And I, DSP Charles Nyaku of CID headquarters. Um, this one says, uh, Please help me wish my dear sister happy birthday. May God bless her. Her name is Carolina Essi Amentoshi, I think. She's a health worker at the Winneba Health Center. This is Cashman from Kumasi Santasi. <laughs>
this kind of I'm daddy. Me this car, we go to him, but I'm a planning. I know what I could do more routine, I have me. Dima tell me, come and go to him, but I'm a planning. I'm a planning. I'm a planning. I'm I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm I'm focused. 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 I'm Uh, that's how I wrap it up on the City Breakfast Show for the morning. My name is Nathan Crowell. Stayed with you in the last hour. Ella, you heard Bernard Avler. And we were here with Richard Delasca and Goffred Akutubuafu. Many thanks to Tariq Lamte, Black Stars, White Man. And Brighting and Hova Albion player joined us for a quick chat. He's in town doing some charity work. So if you're around at Samankese, you know, today go there. Tomorrow he'll be there. And then he'll also be at Abilinkpe later in the week. Many, many thanks for all your messages that came through. We appreciate all of them. We are back tomorrow morning with another exciting episode of the City Breakfast Show. Show produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Kuda. Godfred Odum supported us on the technical side of things. 